You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 91. chunk. A blue-tinted crystal lies amidst the cooling lava at your feet. Do you go for the crystal? And with the death of Bazim Gorag, you feel the energy in the room diminish as cool air replaces the stifling heat. Whatever had been powering the Valdai's prison seems to have weakened enough for the elves to begin chipping away at the now brittle elemental lattice as you can hear the excited voices and, and like sounds of sort of almost like glass shattering come from the next room. Sweet. Daleman is the first to sense a change in the air. There is a scent of brine and salt slowly permeating the room as a cold breeze begins to swirl around. You are suddenly all reminded of a time long ago when you gathered on the deck of the Laughing Maiden headed towards the Snowflake Mountains more than ten years ago. The scent of the sea is everywhere, and, lo- and it isn't long before you hear the faint rumbling of a distant tide. Hasten! appears at Daemon's side, frowning music. thoughtfully. The music went a little not exciting enough. Oh, Yar? It, it, was, it was thoughtful music. It was thoughtful. Weirdly thoughtful. Daemon, the pressure in this room is increasing at an alarming weight. Rate. rate. Let's not linger. The sound of rushing water grows louder in the distance. Hugh can hear a faint echo in the sound, as though the water is flowing through distant tunnels. Aurora recognizes the sound with a sudden pang of dread as all of you you feel the pandemonium stone shudder all around you. A crack appears in the ceiling of the room, followed by a continuous downpour of freezing cold water. The pandemonium stone is not only flooding, but sinking. What? What is it sinking about? How long does it take to cast a breathe underwater ritual? Ten minutes. (coughs) Do we have ten minutes? Do we have ten minutes? Well, wait, we've uh, all got Kaz Dunlin swimming I don't know, do you training. want to wait around for ten minutes? This is up for you. We all have Kaz Dunlin swimming training. Do the Val die, though? No, we don't. Except for you. Does it replace that mechanically? <laughs> yes, technically. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Just in time. Uh, Damon instantly scoops up, or <clears throat> after Hasten is done talking, scoops up the uh, chunk of rock that must be this uh, famed wind crystal, the source of all their imprisonment and troubles. It explodes. You die. Do you feel supercharged? I don't know if I feel anything. Daemon can sense the powerful energy coming coming from half of the wind crystal that he now possesses. However, it's a uh, it's of a chaotic nature, and you know when he even tries to uh, tries to understand it, it just feels like it almost threatens to. Uh, Threatens to take over him, not like, consume, not consume, or maybe but corrupt. Yeah, as he uh, as he feels it, he realizes that this, having been severed in half, that it is uh, that it is so hard to control. That it is it is unstable. It must be reuni- reunited with the other half to be used safely. Damon quickly tucks it in a safe spot in a pouch behind his cloak and turns towards the door, where the cracking sounds are loudest. And, uh, 
as the, the, the water begins to kind of flow into the room and the roaring of the tide uh, descends upon us, he says, I'm here to save them, and looks like the job's not done yet. Strides towards the, the room where the Valdai are, hopefully escaping. Yeah, we need to get hopefully them out of that cave. Hopefully not drowning. Ren yeah. tries out his speaking stone. Just, just to see. <coughs> as before, it appears that the magic of the speaking stone and other such teleportation ma- uh, magic does not work from inside the pandemonium stone. Was there any indication that the pandemonium stone was powered by the slot guy, or were they just sort of like taking up residence in this naturally occurring strange structure? <coughs> uh, the second one. There, the second one. It was not okay. powered by the slot. They were just using it. That's a hell of a thing that they happened to... I mean, the next jump would have fucked him anyway. Um, they might have. Yeah, I mean, we could go outside. What I mean, could have done or what they couldn't do. I'm not saying we have enough time for this. We could go outside and try to call if we're not like. I'd like to be outside of this water. stone as well. We could go outside and call Kaz and say, "Hey, teleport the ship here if you can, and blow a hole in the top of it, and then pull people out that way." Let's first concentrate on getting the Valdai out of the cage. That's that's premier. That's how I would get the Valdai out. Damn, and completely uninvolved in this debate is simply going for the Valdai because the place is coming down around us. About how much time, based on the speed at which the water is entering the the chamber, do we have? Right now, it is only, uh, I mean, it's coming through with like a strong pressure, but not, uh, it's not immediately threatening, not minutes, but, uh, but who knows how much more of the stone is filling up and what hole will break in the wall. It's uh, almost impossible to tell. You do know we time count is of the it. essence. Well, okay. I guess our best opportunity then is figuring out how to how to help these other people because we're we will well, we be should, okay. Yeah, we should find out what the situation is. We don't know. Just is there any way we could like I don't know fortify a room and then teleport everyone out of here or something? Can we fit everyone in the planer pocket? The Exodus uh, knife. The Exodus knife will do, or is it not oh, big it's enough? It's definitely not big enough for that. It's like a ten by ten room or something. Damn, and you're gonna have to pick ten yeah. of your valve. No, Damon is no. not the room. He left the room <coughs> while you guys are talking. All right. Damon has spent enough time in the elemental chaos to kind of sense by the nature of the elements around him the rough place uh, that he is in oh, the well. chaos, if it's a place he's been to before, and indeed. He knows that the Pandemonium Stone has teleported into the depths of the cresting spires, a realm of endlessly deep water and violent sea storms within the elemental chaos. Without Bazim's power to stabilize the tunnels, the stone is now rapidly filling with cold water as it sinks faster and faster beneath the waves. It is quite likely that even the magic of the Pandemonium Stone will not be able to withstand the increasing pressure, nor will you or the Valdai. Water has begun to fill the chamber and is now sloshing at your ankles. The time to act is now, if you wish to save the Valdai and yourselves. Um, man up and harness the power of that crystal, bro. Yeah, dude, like damn the power. Seal off the chambers and fill it with air and make it float up to the top. Yes, just make it happen. Come on, Damon does not at all think that we might have the best solution to this problem. The whole time he's just been trying to go talk to the Valdai and see what they're doing and how they are and how best to leave this place. The Valdai. Run! What? What can we do? With Damon's assistance, have <coughs> shattered the, uh, the the crystalline prison prison that they were contained in, and are now free and are able to wander about this. Don't wander too much. Dangerously sinking chamber. <coughs> Most of the Valdai seem uh, hopelessly bewildered. 
bewildered and, 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 and a, a complete loss of, of what to even do, even were it not filling with water. This is, for many of them, all they have known. Uh, it is only all right. the strongest and the wisest, such as Damon's grandfather named Jeorun. Jeorun, who steps forward and he says, Your success surprises me, but I am glad for it. Damon says, You always were stubborn. There's time for this huh. talk later. All right. Now, we have to really save the, uh, the Valdai. Let us, let us go. Is there a way to tell just how deep we are currently? I have no Can idea. Can I dungeoneering that? Kind of tell by pressure? We need to get off this rock. You can tell that it's, it's uh, that it's sinking rapidly and that you are already dangerous depth down Ooh. as it fills up. So we need some way to protect the Valdai once they're out of the stone if we decide to actually just leave the stone and get into the water. I think we should start moving for an exit as soon as we can and discuss our plans on the way. So I mean, come with a great plan, if we exit this place, we're going to be exiting like really into deep the under ocean. the water. Yeah. yeah. Can these people hold... I mean, we're, we've been already been sinking for a while now. <coughs> hold their breath that long? We're going to have a lot of dead people. And then he says, there's one thing that my people are not in short supply of, and that's air. Ha! Well, the pressure is what concerns me. I don't want them crushed like little cans. Damon said, like, Damon sees, like, the water flowing through here. Like, we, we know that this place will not be able to survive much longer. Well, hey, if you guys can harness wind, can you harness the wind and blow the water back out? He says, I don't know, but I can't dig through a wait, wall wait, wait. in this place. Hey, you, you did this thing with your sectari, right? This kind of, like, chain magic thing? Is there some way you could tap into that on a, on a larger level and do some kind of, like, huge bubble? Damon says, I don't know, but we have to get to the we have to get out of the stone before we try anything. Kinda would like to know what our options are before we jump into the water, but you're right, let's get moving towards the surface wherever that is. Yeah, so There's only one way to go and it's not down. Let's go back the way we came. Because we know that not, way. Hopefully it's not flooded and full of water, but yes. Agreed. <coughs> Damon as usual. Cross that bridge when he gets there. Yeah. Starts leading people as quick as he can back up the tunnel towards the entrance that they came into to enter the painting. All right. Down. All right. Herds them from behind. Yes. It was a long, this is like a thousand treacherous journey to get in to this part of the Pandemonium Stone, and it will take some time to traverse out. You know the way, for the most part, although this place does shift and change, so it should be quicker to get out than it was to get in. We can only hope. <sighs> What is everyone else doing? <clears throat> um, Aurora is assigning about 250 elves to each individual quorum member. Um, wherever Brandis is, nobody knows. He disappeared. But, <laughs> but from her consciousness. Uh, so she's kind of herding them and calming them down to get them into a movable kind of quality. Alright, give me a diplomacy check get them for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's... Oh, sorry about that. The, that's how it rolls, so that's fine. Diplomacy, everyone, calm down. How many total Valdai are there? I can't remember. Thousand-ish. Thousand Thirteen plus twenty-five is a thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. That's plenty enough. A shining crown and awesome hammer are a beacon of hope. You know? Unless everybody puts their best effort in and works together to accomplish this, some or perhaps many of the Valdai will die. Well, is that enough? 
Yes, Aurora, yeah, go ahead and you kind of explain it. Oh, she good, okay, just making sure that that was not, exemplary. like... Exemplary. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Aurora, Aurora spends her time very quickly kind of breaking them down into groups, uh, identifying which of the sectari are, are good for leading these these small groups, because you can't lead a group of a thousand elves safely anywhere. Or a group of a thousand anything. Unless they're maybe very small things. But elves are not small things. They are difficult things to herd. They're like cats. So she gets them all into smaller groups. Damon's leading one. Hugh's leading one. Everyone else is leading one. And uh, that will make them more manageable so that we can get them out of here without them tripping all over each other and like killing each other in a, in a little stampede. Elf-pede. Yeah. And that... And that attitude that she was just showing in breaking them down, when she said, Okay, Damon, you take those. Hugh, you take those. I'll take these. Ren, you take those other ones. Those you other know. ones over there. Unfortunately, those other ones were like the sissies that were like huddled against the wall crying, couldn't get their act together. Yeah, children. And he, she was like, Hey! That's what Ren saw. Ren! You're <laughs> little. You go deal with them. You go deal with the children. So Ren goes over and he's saying, And you. he's saying, Come on, guys. We gotta go. We gotta, and they're just crying and... And these aren't even all kids. They're not even all wet. There's, like, grown men in here that are just freaking out and crying, too. And Ren's like, come on, we gotta go! Come on, we gotta go! And they won't go. So Ren has to put his game face on. And You're he... You're going to intimidate them, aren't you? That's what you said before combat, you realize. Yeah. Yeah. That's... If it comes down to it... And then he blows them up! If it comes down to it, <laughs> Ren might have to light one of their asses on fire to get him going. So he, uh... <coughs> and thus was how only one of the Valdai died. <laughs> <laughs> So Sometimes Ren, cut a man loose. Ren is going to use an intimidate oh, check yeah. to show them that he can be a lot scarier than this water can, and they better fucking get going when he says so. You're like tough drill sergeant. This isn't a slip and slide. Forty two. Woo! You're scary. Of course. You burn all the all the elves. I didn't they're kill all, anyone. They're all dead. No, I'm just kidding. I would never encourage elf death. We've had enough bad press. Easy success. It works. How they react? What does he do? Uh, Ren comes up. Evaporate all the water around you. Ren comes up behind him and bursts into flame as just the black meat <coughs> starts to just it's black sizzle and just reek. And some of the Valdi, like their hair, starts to get scorched off, and some of them lose their their eyebrows and stuff. And Ren just yells, "I said move!" As they then. Realize that Ren is scarier than the cold water coming in. Meanwhile, Aurora is like beaconing light. Yeah, they're definitely reminded of the horrible guy who's controlling fire that was just harassing them. They'll thank me later. Hey, they jumped when he said jump. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're all running over towards Aurora. It's a familiar whip crack. The motherly figure is. Oh, I understand now. Yeah. Aurora's group is basically skipping and eating s'mores while they're getting out of here. And they all want to go join that group. So now they're running over to get to Aurora. Mommy's free, though. Uh, Hugh is playing uh, Catching the Stragglers, essentially. Uh, his I like that game. amazing ability to see everyone around and also be able to track multiple uh, individuals at the same time. Not that often, no. Yeah. You could bounce a copper off her ass. So you're Catching the Stragglers. Catching Stragglers. Um, there are many hazards as they make as we make our way through this tunnel we made our way through. Some... Uh, Occasionally, has to stop and pry someone free of a meat trap, or uh, who just wandered off and wasn't paying attention and got <coughs> turned around, or something, or someone who trips and stumbles, and the rest of them are fleeing past. And so he's 
spotting these ones who are getting uh, set aside and picking them up and pushing them along forward the rest of the group. Yeah. Who's doing perception to catch the ones we're missing. Nice. Yay, that should be... Your super perception skills. 46. <sighs> Ooh. Feels pretty good. No one has missed. No. No one has missed. We don't miss any of them. Damon, with his, uh, his usual lead from the front, uh, attitude... You're just dragging is at them. The, <laughs> is at the head of the column. And what you see here is... Is somewhat the, the effect the, uh, that Aurora had mentioned for Damon, who was drained almost kind of to his, his last ounce of strength and power uh, from the, the, the final confrontation with Bazim, now seems to be as if he had kind of had a, a long and, uh, and restful time to recuperate all, all of his energies. For he is wielding kind of uh, wind and air elemental or air elements uh, on a, on a massive scale as he kind of leads the charge forward, pushing winds aside and uh, kind of cracking through stone barriers, uh, throwing throwing back any sort of kind of uh, whatever obstacle or, or or kind of hazardous kind of acid that that might be coming down. Kind of what I imagine is kind of like greasy and, and like bilge infested uh, water that, that's flowing through the, the corruption of the pandemonium stone and Damon just is just casting these obstacles aside as he leads uh, the, the column forward down the tunnels and what you see going on as, as Damon is for the first time in his life surrounded by, uh, by a, a people by, by his own race you see kind of almost it's what I can only describe as mm-hmm. it's the visible manifestation of community because you see, like, the the air itself kind of has a little bit, kind of like the faintest kind of tint of color that you can see. And it got, all kind of has a flow that kind of swirls together. But it's not just swirling in a random pattern as much as kind of swirling and moving in the direction of Damon, who, through some kind of unconscious means, is, is channeling some of this communal energy. And it drives him, kind of his power, and... Uh, is allows him to kind of break okay, are forward. Are his feet even touching the ground at this point? I mean, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to say, wonder. maybe every third step. Maybe, maybe every third step. And he drives forward, crushing barriers and leading uh, and leading the, the, the whole, I guess, uh, <laughs> horde. Yeah, the horde. Thank the you. elven. The, the, the horde uh, towards their freedom or destruction. Question mark. <laughs> little, little dot at the end there. Brandis does whatever he does. I mean, Brandis is telling them a regaling them, regal- regaling them with a fine tale. One of his, one of his many tales, which they are fleeing from. And those who are close enough to hear, they know that they will make it out because this is their current situation pales to the type of story that he's telling them that he got through with relative ease. And the amazing thing about it is that he's able to keep the story going. Like, while running and carrying five children and, like, fending off obstacles, he is able to, he has stamina. He's got endurance. And having lunch. Because Dan would obviously roll an endurance check. Obviously he would. We all know that. Of course. Endure, endure, running and speaking at the same time. Yes. Sweet. And carrying five children. And 38, 45. Not surprising. He rocks it. The lowest check. It was time for that. Ooh, <laughs> got to, got to check on my diplomacy. As you 
grow nearer and nearer to what must be <coughs> exit from the pandemonium stone. The water gets thicker and thicker until you, I mean, it becomes more and more flow until completely overtakes you as you realize you're just underwater and have to <coughs> escape out of the, uh, out of this one entrance that you know of. A thousand people basically need to uh, Hold swim breath. up through this. How do you accomplish that? Damon looks to Aurora to <laughs> widen the gap. I can sees, do that! He sees, <laughs> he's gotten to the point where kind of pushing back the tide uh, as just as will no longer kind of yield any more ground. Like the pressure of an entire elemental ocean bearing down on them from outside. He's kind of almost fought the flow to a standstill, kind of diverting it down various corridors, but there's no more pushing forward. It's only going through the side of the, of the kind of meat stone walls. And he knows when it no comes more to puddles. Meat. No more stone! Aurora. Well, find the way forward. We'll, we'll do what she needs to do. This is, a, this is a case where being heavy is actually a huge benefit. Usually, you know, there's always a concern about, you know, flying or floating or whatever. Yeah. In this particular case, there's they're basically in a tunnel of moving water doing their various things that require the, you know, to keep them from being swept away by, by just this deluge. Uh, Aurora's, firstly, she's, she's dense, she's heavily armored as well, so she's pretty much just standing there, walking towards the, the wall, uh, as everyone else is, like, clinging to the walls, you know, she can pretty much make her movement forward, uh, unhindered. And, uh, she spots a, an area that she's going to, she's going to attempt to, you know, cleave in twain uh, such that we can escape. It will cause, firstly, a huge rift. Luckily, the, this area is almost completely full of water anyway, so the pressure change shouldn't be too dramatic, but that's all stuff that you have to take into consideration when you're making your decision about where... Abacus. Yes, she's got a underwater brain abacus thing. She's, she's got all, all settled in her brain already. The question is, is it, is it enough to do it correctly? Uh, hopefully it is. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. Solid roll. Um, that's a forty-one. Well, I wasn't even gonna record request a roll, but when you rock it that well. Yeah, I mean, well, <clears throat> she she strides forward and she whips out one of these really just um, strange glowing um, uh, spikes. They're like railroad spikes. They're maybe like arms length, though. They're they're huge. Pounds it into the wall and just takes a takes her hammer and just. With one, with one heavy swipe, because she's moving her arm, her whole Giant body through water, uh, and as it as it strikes the the wall, a, a lattice of um, of splintering kind of light just breaks the entire wall down and begins to equalize the pressure between the outside world, which is full of water, I would expect, and the inside world, which is also full of water. Can't really be worse, right? Killing so blasts through. In a in a shattering, you know, boom sound that you can hear through a whole, through a whole water just through the entire uh, tunnel. Someone's ears pop. Soon, you find that the flow of water starts slowing down as the pandemonium stone behind you must be filling up, such there is less, um, you know, less available room to create the pressure so that you can actually start escaping from the pandemonium stone. This sight of a thousand elves swimming out of this hole into... Swim up! The wide open... The wide, just dark... Black 
in every direction. Except for Aurora, Water. who is a beacon of light. Except for Aurora, who's a beacon of light, who's a which then of light. sheds off into nothingness. Yes, but it's it spreads like six squares, so. It spreads a huge amount. <clears throat> six squares. Is there actually like a... That's not enough for all the elves. <laughs> Can you swim up to the surface here? Maybe. Maybe. Or is it just a water? Depends on what's above you. Are I mean, we? You can swim in any direction. Where it will take you is <coughs> necessarily a surface. <laughs> Hugh is, uh... Not happy? Well, no. Hugh's been in the ocean before, but he's never been in the ocean while having dark vision. <gasps> he can see Everything. way farther, and he can see things moving that are very, very far away that are enormous. I hope you don't tell any of us about it. <laughs> it makes his butt Aurora, Aurora has... It makes his butt... It makes his butt pucker. <laughs> What's your sphincter factor right now, Hugh? Oh, God, <coughs> 11. Goddamn. Whoa. Suddenly one of those huge things runs at it, or swims at yeah, it. Seriously, says. The pandemonium stone quickly sinks into the black depths, still <coughs> churning and writhing with various elements like a dying creature spasming in its last moments of life. All around you, the endless thrum of water fills your mind, punctuated only by the distant sound of stones cracking and bubbles streaming up from the stone far below. The bubbles travel past you but vanish into the ocean's haze before you can catch any sign of the surface. At this rate, the weaker members of the Valdai will not survive the trek to the surface. And even then, with thousands to save, there is no readily available way to move such a large number of people. What do you do? Damn, gonna do, of course, what he would have done in the first place. Use the power of air. Makes no sense. Why would you do anything else? Uh, and Damon begins to, what was previously an unconscious kind of uh, draw on the, the kind of elemental community of the Valdai, now Damon realizes uh, the effects and begins pouring his efforts into harnessing the, uh, the, the mighty uh, I guess the, the mighty resources now at his disposal. Well, first of all, as they clear the, uh, whatever, the, uh, the ill effects of the pandemonium stone that sinks into the, uh, whatever, the abyss, for sure, <laughs> the, uh, the shadowy depths, it is not a moment longer before a few motes of life, light and KLR appears, summoned through powerful magics imbued uh, in uh, a token uh, given to him uh, by, by Starla so many years ago. KLR, wearing, of course, the, sh- the saddle of the shark found many years ago by Aurora. Oh, yeah. And mounts up and begins to, to swim quickly around, touching as many physically uh, making contact with as many of the Valdai as possible, creating a link that kind of like leaves a, a kind of a visible thread of energy to Daemon. And as 10, 20, 30 kind of threads join this, it becomes a, a, a massive kind of like woven uh, line, almost kind of a, a kind of a rope of energy just feeding into to Daemon as his countenance grows, grows bi- brighter and brighter. The... Uh, his physical appearance even changes somewhat as the, the energy lines on his body begin to widen until Daemon becomes entirely blue. Uh, and <laughs> and <laughs> overcomes, overcomes the, the silver tone in his skin and uh, the crystals on his, on, his, on his head kind of grow in, in length and size as they be, he begins to, to just completely resonate with wind energy. And as 
the, like kind of, the power reaches critical mass, he, he simply releases it into the water, and the air itself just pushes water back as, as the, the effect kind of takes place and a massive bubble forms. You see kind of spontaneous kind of elemental effects appear, like small minor air elementals just spring to life and begin to kind of roam amidst the Valdai, and uh, kind of like dervishes will, will, will churn in this. But the overall effect is one massive bubble that, that not only kind of begins to raise, but begins to suck members of the Valdai in, and almost as if it's kind of like a magnet to, to air elements, and the kind of entire congregation gets caught up in the, in the mighty effect, and slowly kind of as one unit they begin to rise towards the surface. As this happens, you, you see that it is taking a tremendous toll on all the Valdai, even Daemon himself. What are you guys doing? Or oh, I don't know. <clears throat> what are you doing? Ren summons, I mean, as soon as he gets out there, that water is cold. Ah, so cold. Ren's Can't not breathe. a big fan of the cold, and so... Somebody, hey, hit, hit the heat. Ren, uh, Ren actually <laughs> summons Tenebrae. And his tenebrae just appears in the water. You can see kind of a moment of panic in tenebrae as well, as you know, he's not accustomed to you know being in the water. But having a massive, you know, fiery horse that Ren is now mounted on, um, Ren figured it would do a couple different things. One, it kind of adds he's for this situation. Yeah, he's a boy scout. He. Uh, <laughs> One, it adds kind of like a beacon of light. Because when you're in the pitch black and in the water, I mean, that would be terrifying. So at least maybe he could help get rid of some of that. So at least all the elves and everyone around him can, see his can now kind of see horse. what's going on. Monsters! Oh. At the same time... <laughs> at the same time, as much as Ren would love to help all of the Valhalla, <coughs> when you're in a situation where everybody's just trying to swim for the surface... Uh, it kind of becomes an every man for himself, and Ren can't hold his breath very long, so... Uh, well, you're in the air now, so there should be some air available for you. Am I in the bubble? Yeah, you're in the bubble. I mean, if the bubble is be. massive. Okay, I didn't think the bubble was that big, but... It, okay, so Ren massive. is... Uh, you can or, get in the bubble if you're not. Air should not be the problem at the moment. There's plenty of that to spare. Well, then Ren's heating up the bubble. It's really cold that, out that's there. What, that's <laughs> yeah. It's still fucking freezing. So Ren punches up re- through the bubble. He wasn't in there. Because those, those elves swim way faster than he does. He into the bubble. Yeah, so but he, he didn't burst the bubble. He comes into the bubble, and now he's just, like, floating with Tenebrae in the middle of the bubble. And he's like... In air. People That's are cool. freezing. It's huh. still freezing. So now, Ren's main focus is to just add some light to the bubble. Nice. And heat it up. As the rest of the group is just kind of very welcome. We could be moving up. Days. I don't want to be here for days. Mm. Moving on up. To the, to the surface side. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. If there is a surface. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, like, we're moving on up the bubble somewhere. lasts long enough to get somewhere where you don't need the bubble so much. Well, now. if the bubble pops, he's on Tenebrae, and Tenebrae swims really fast. Yeah. Good thing. Does Tenebrae have a swim speed? It's Tenebrae flies. He'll fly through the water. Can you? I don't give a shit. It's flavor, Sam. Ren completely believes it. Yeah. <laughs> Ren knows it. In his heart. Of good luck with your mechanical Pegasus in the salt water. It's got a propeller. <laughs> it's salt water. Stoyla! Don't you know what happens? Yeah. has. Don't make fun of Tenebrae. Stoyla is the ultimate boy. You're going to have to de rust every single cog. It's going to be bad. All right. It's going to be bad. Stoyla will be That's so That's why we have Stoyla. So angry. <laughs> Stoyla. Aurora, you? Your horse um, broke. Aurora. 
is is incredibly impressed by the amount of power just displayed by by Daomen just suddenly like exploding in wind energy. So she she takes a moment just to catch her breath, quite literally, and then exhibition for the album. Yeah, seriously, like in her brain, like click. Okay, go ask him about that one later. And that's what he wants. Well, I mean, she she's not used to kind of floating in this weird like kind of almost a pseudo like wind womb situation. Uh, I like that. Well, that's kind of what it is, you know? It's like, uh, you know, it's very much like that, because you're not drowning. Um, and she she takes out her hammer and, and basically just kind of tries to catch the ones that are that are kind of floating just, just outside or dangerously close to outside the bubble, basically using the, the chain of light that connects her hammer to her arm, literally, uh, as a sort of line for them to grab onto. And she can extend that thing pretty far. I mean, it's, it's like, it's her spiritual energy, so if she really concentrates, she can, you know, that, that thing can go, like, maybe 50 <coughs> feet. So, you know, she basically just kind of swings it from her arm and allows the various Valdi to uh, grab a hold as she reels them in to the bubble. Safety. Many will say years later, the Aurora who saved me on that day. Ren has a brilliant idea, by the way. Does this involve toasting someone? Ren has an no. idea. The brilliance of ideas is just... Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> Ren, who's now just kind of floating in the air, <coughs> goes, his eyes get really big, and he starts to mutter to himself. And somebody that's standing next to him will realize that he is actually casting the ritual for underwater breathing. Oh. Just on himself. At which time, then, he just shoots out of the bubble. And you can see... You can't... I mean... It's like looking, you know, it's all, you can't really see, but you can see the light from, from Tenebrae as, it, as uh, Ren goes maybe 50 feet below the bubble. And suddenly just in a burst of light, you see Tenebrae and Ren burst into flames as... Oh my god. Ren is cooking the water underneath them. A hot, a hot air current. Boiling the water, water and making the bubbles go up into the big bubble, oh. making it a little bit bigger and heating it and providing oxygen all at the same time. Red is turned into a gnomish Bunsen burner. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Store the coil bone, you'd be proud of me. <coughs> if I don't kill them in the process. Yeah, he, he cooks all of the oxygen. <laughs> ah, we're burning! Boiled! <laughs> Boil them You're all. literally boiling the Valdai. But at least you can breathe! <laughs> Alright. Beggars can't be well, choosers. Well done, Ren. Amazing. You've done uh, so, Hugh much, so much. Is, you guys are not giving Ren the full appreciation he, that he me. deserves. I boil you alive. <laughs> That's why he's so far down there. Dude, I'm just making a joke. I know it's working heat, out perfectly. Heat rises, but it's all good. It's an awesome idea. It's going great. No, it's Bunsen burner. Hugh is floating in a bubble powered by insane wind elemental powers. He has no idea what's in the happening. elemental chaos in the bottom of an ocean, which he just escaped from the Pandemonium Stone. This is a little beyond. <coughs> he is typically capable of contributing, but in this situation, he finds there are those even less capable than himself. There are many of the weak and sick and elderly <coughs> among the Valdai, which, I mean, the Valdai probably don't live very long in that situation in their previous captivity, so even though they're sick and weak and elderly, they're still we not that skills, bad. If we need to steal this bubble, you're still the only one with any navigational capabilities. Well, I mean, it's just kind of going up. I mean, that's what it's doing right now. I mean, if it needs to make a turn, you better say something. Because we have, we have fucking the equivalent of the Titanic on the rise here. 
Uh, Hugh is keeping. I mean, he doesn't say you're the one who called out like the dark beasts lurking in the distance, yeah. and we're going that direction. Well, they were down below. I mean, that's, was that's, that's lucky. You didn't say that part. Hugh <laughs> didn't. Hugh didn't really say much. He just saw them and was terrified for Eric's a brief moment. You, you didn't say that. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say that, or I handled uh, that well. So he was mainly just kind of helping rope in those who were. Keeping an eye on those who are weak and sick. I mean, I imagine, yeah. I would imagine that as like Damien continues to draw out <coughs> the life force of his community, some, some of them pass out, become tapped, and just like drop off. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of corralling others who are still alive and awake to try and like, okay, hold this guy. Yeah, absolutely. hold this guy. I mean, absolutely. They're gonna pull this one out. Keeping an eye out for teeth. those who are falling unconscious and such. A sudden, deep rumbling catches your attention. That's quite loud. As a shadow in the distance begins to rapidly move closer. Damn it. Rather like a whale, or even larger. But as it draws closer, you see it is no animal at all. But a construction of metal and lightning rocketing towards you. <laughs> yes! A lightning-infused stream of bubbles in its wake. Yar! Oh, the reductar pulls up next to your group and begins sending out large nets into the uh, into your bubble, which the Valdai and you are able to grab a hold of to get pulled into the protective air pocket surrounding the deck of the ship. Ramus grins down at you as you appear on board. There's nothing sadder than a soggy elf. Let's get you somewhere dry, eh? Damon, who is kind of chilling in his whatever, fucking Atlantis, Disney's Atlantis trance, uh, whatever, comes kind of slowly out of it as, uh, as his kind of the, the proximity between him and the Valdais is increased by the, uh, by the people boarding Reductar and Kind of coming off of what literally was like, whatever, freebasing like liquid heroin for three days. <laughs> he kind of le- leaves him just, just kind of coughing and sputtering for uh, for breath himself, and uh, can do n- not much more but uh, give Ramus, whatever, a, a a mighty handshake and uh, kind of push past him onto the deck with the rest of the troops. Anyone else? Hugh is incredibly glad to see the Reductar nearby, though he briefly wonders about the lightning-powered ship in the water and our gross proximity to it. Magic lightning. I mean, magic lightning. so far. He's heard bad things about lightning. As if noticing the look on Hugh's face, (coughs) Rama says, Do not move towards the rear of the ship. (laughs) Oh. Ren asks what will happen if they shoot the lightning cannon underwater. Says... It has a safety. It does not operate down here. But what a if? Safety? Says, now hurry up. Get everyone on board. <laughs> oh, thank God. Hugh starts ferrying some of the weaker ones, making sure they get into the yeah. nets. <coughs> to the nets, everyone. Aurora gurgles. Gurgle, gurgle. Gurgle, gurgle. Ramus walks over to Daleman and he says... I'm glad to see you're still alive. Damon says, <coughs> if you'd asked me the same question an hour ago, I don't know, I didn't think, we, I would not have guessed we got to this point. How'd you find us so quickly? 
The Reductar keeps an eye on its friends. We were watching your location when you pop back up on the radar in the middle of uh, Ishtishia's territory. Well, I could never pass up an opportunity for deep sea fishing. Yes. Though I don't know if anyone will believe I caught a thousand elves in the Quorum of Thunderstrike down here. Damon says, uh, That's you're the only fisherman who could ever even hope to spin such a tale. And that's including Brandis. <laughs> By this time, the, uh, not the Sectari, the, the Valdai yeah. are all on board of the massive <sighs> metal ship, which has, uh, which the pilot of the ship has begun, uh, like, kind of reorienting clearly to do another lightning fast. Can our ship go underwater? I'm sure it can. No. Nope. It has never gone underwater. We're gonna need to talk to Stoila about that. I mean, yeah. Aurora is secretly extremely competitive about her ship versus the Reductor. I mean, oh, is so it, it's Aurora's it, ship now. Is it actually a secret? Is it? No. <laughs> does Aurora keep any secrets from anyone? Well, she does keep secrets, but like, if you scream secrets as loud as you can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aurora thinks that Aurora thinks they're secrets. Uh, but no, when she's... They're classified as secrets. When she's writing them down and posting them on the wall. Yeah. They should become memos. Yeah, memos. Ren notices for a moment Ramus eyeing him. (coughs) And then Ramus looks away, speaks to the uh, closest shipmate on board, and he just says, Post a guard at the lightning gun. (laughs) (laughs) Ren drops his head and salts away. (laughs) Yeah, so, um... Ren doesn't want to go in... Uh, Ren formally declares, by the way, that he's not going to do any of those lightning <laughs> cannon competitions Sweet. anymore Sweet. with Hugh. Nice. Because Hugh's probably, like, dead-eye Hugh now with that thing. With his supervision. And... Uh, possibly. And I... It, it, so Ren declares that he's not even going to compete with Hugh before even trying. Yeah. Well he done. declares victory and quits with the lightning cannon. <laughs> Ren still wants to go. Ren still wants to go fire it, but if it's a competition with Hugh, Hugh is a <laughs> ringer and he's not going to do it. He's, it's like having an archery. If competition you can't win, him. don't try. That's the Ren motto. Yeah. There's respects on the line. Yeah. Never. That is so well put. Um, <laughs> I don't play says, games for uh, fun. Damon <laughs> uh, says. Where did you say we were at, Ramus? Says Istitia's territory. Damon's uh says we are deep in the Cresting Spires. Damon says, uh a dangerous place to wander. Says there's a reason why I haven't come back since that one time. Says, yes, now let's set a course for your At that moment one of the Sectari steps forward, interrupting him. It is Gilal. The leader of the squadron of Sectari who had forged ahead after the slods instead of waiting for Daleman. Just a moment, Captain. He uh, addressing Ramus. He then turns to the Valdai on deck. We're all looking at him. Our business is not finished here, he says to the group. Bazim may be dead, but we are not yet free. We will never be free, not until every last slad has been driven into the darkness from which they were spawned. What is to stop the next fiend from snatching up our people? Daleman? Are we to rely on him forever? 
Are we to put all our hopes on his shoulders when he vanishes for weeks at a time on his own endeavors? He turns to look at Naaman. You have done much for your people, it is true. Without you, I would not be here today, but my honor and respect for you does not overcome the truth. You are no leader, and your path is not the path of the Valdai any longer. Well, now wait just a yeah. second. Oh, wait. <laughs> he then turns back to the Valdai. Brothers and sisters, Sektari and Valdai, let us hunt down those creatures who would cage us. Let us make them bleed as we have bled. Let us fight until no one dares to even whisper our name. Now is the time to rise against the slad scum and pay them back one thousandfold for our suffering. Only then will we be free. Only then will our children sleep in safety. I ask you now, who will stand at my side? What is the response of the Valdai? Cheers and murmuring ripple throughout the gathered crowd of Valdai. Several sectari step forward, nodding their heads as they pass Daoman to stand be- beside Galel. Nearly half of the Valdai raise their arms and shout their agreement, while others look on in shock and disbelief. A few arguments break out within the crowd as the rift slowly forms between them. Aww. Trial by combat! <coughs> uh, That's, this is not trial by combat! This is not our business. We will choose our leader by combat! Shh! <laughs> <laughs> Shh! 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 <laughs> I look at Rath and they're like, he's not one of us. Why is he... What's, he just wants to see elves fight. <laughs> is that a gnome? One of them says. <laughs> he was the one boiling us alive. Ripples <laughs> through the crowd. Great, now fight. I thought he was a sea monster. <laughs> I thought we were trying to get away from him. Wait, he's fallen. Almost us. sped up when he was falling. Follow us into the ship. Get him. <laughs> Damon. Damon stands forward. <coughs> and. As he opens it, he kind of opens his mouth for the first time to address it. He sees that, that kind of a, a quiet comes over the crowd a little bit. Uh, there, is, there, is, there is division. There is, uh, there is support for this, this kind of speech, this, this message, this invitation that Galel has, has put forth. But in Damon's heart of hearts, he knows that his is the authority and his is the power to, to make a decision here. He knows that through force, through, through, I mean, through, even, even to the extent of possibly even controlling some of the people directly through some sort of elemental attachment, he is supremely confident in his own mind, at least, that he could make a choice for the Valdai. And as he, as he looks at the, uh, the contingent in front of him, you see him kind of shrink just a little bit. And he says, with, with humility, rather than with confrontation, he says, I have lived for my life these past 50 years plus that our people have been captives of the, of the slod. I have lived this, this time <laughs> in this life in the most beautiful place that I have ever known. And that is our world, Toril. The origin of our people. The, the, yeah, the origin realm of our people. He says, it is, a, it is a place where the elements were created and exist in harmony. It is a place of, of cool breezes and uh, serene forests. It has none of the violence, the, the tumult, the, the, the corruption that the chaos uh, 
embodies. He says, it was always my dream to lead our people in peace back to the place where we came from, to continue on the road that we were diverted from, that we were seized from. It was always my dream, even when I did not know that there was more of us left. And he says, it is my intention to return to that place with as many as wish that peaceful life, as wish that peaceful existence in that harmonious place to carry that message and that future forward to our generations. He says, he, he turns to Gilel and he says, he says, you thirst for vengeance and it is, it can be a righteous thirst. He says, but it will never be a satisfying beverage to its last drop. He says, uh, if you pursue this, you may bring the destruction upon yourselves that you have narrowly avoided today and you may not find, uh, you may not fulfill your hopes and dreams that you have lying deep within your hearts. He says, and he, he turns and he says, all who are welcome will follow me to Narfel. More cheers and murmuring throughout the group as those discussing had fallen quiet as Daemon spoke and then start to speak once again as the rift shifts somewhat as some people change sides, other people now leaving Daemon's yeah, side. Exactly. <laughs> what? Peace and happiness? I'm not time to retire. Blood. Yeah, exactly. Galel says, I am doing what must be done. You speak of peace and living. Uh, these things cannot be done until the slad scum are wiped out from this, uh, from this and all realms. He turns to Ramus, uh, as if he is done even discussing with Dam and the merits. He says, I request permission to stay on your ship until those with me have recovered from their injuries, at which point we will set out on our own. Ramus nods, and Galel then turns to Daom in his expression somewhat melancholy. Help the Valdai find peace in your own way, Daemon of the Wind. We will carry your spirit with us until our paths cross once more. Daemon says, uh, I'm sure we will cross paths again. As brothers... And then he says, I will guard the wind crystal, and may it be reunited one day. And he says that with a finality that really leaves no room for Galel to contest his ownership of that particular item. <laughs> uh, I mean, if he chooses to, of course, but the tone should, be, should pretty much settle the matter. Galel does not respond. In fact, he turns from Daemon and walks away, with, uh, sort of starting to address the crowd before him and, and just giving more rallying words about the destruction of the slad and how starting to tell a story about how he sliced a slad through the eyeball and he was like tracking them down and it was he that led the expedition to find them. And, uh. Would Galel make a good leader to the Valdai? Or is For he just... I mean, he who really, can say? He really well Get represents... Get inside, Chad. <laughs> what does this guy look like? Huh? I mean, he really well represents a certain aspect of their character. I mean, yeah, he's it's not. not you've never seen. He's not unlike many of them. I've seen Damon act like that. Very... That's what I'm saying. It's not like you haven't seen Damon act like that before. And even Ren can just tell from the way he addresses the crowd and he the way he speaks. He has a bit of authority speaks, in his voice. He, uh, he speaks in the manner of uh, someone who is comfortable wielding authority. Who is uh, he's able to rally the crowd he and believes and, in himself. I mean, he, he obviously believes in himself for and get other people to believe in him. Yeah. Now being a tactical leader or a smart man, that's harder to tell in the short term. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he made it, he, he, he's not a, 
He's not a chump. He made it far. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Interesting. Huh. Or, Damn it, uh... Aurora's a little confused. She, she wasn't expecting this kind of... Damn it, speaks for, a, speaks for a minute with the, uh... With some of the Valdai comforting them and uh, spending a, a few moments. But it is not more than a few moments. And it doesn't go unnoticed by many when after Damon spends time kind of like settling the people and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe kind of addressing one or two of them, returns to the quorum and, and to you to, to speak about what is next and what, what, what we will be able to do um, to kind of for his people before things must proceed. We should probably find the other half of the wind crystal pretty fast. How difficult do you think it's going to be to find the other half now that we have them? Well, the guy was in a fairly... I mean, he hadn't gotten far from the Pantheon <coughs> Stone. I mean, the land? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Damo says, I, I, uh, I hope it's as simple. I have, I, I've had a, this nagging fear that, uh, that Fallon wasn't the only one who made it out. Uh, and he might have entrusted it to, to a, another or, or even encountered somebody. I mean, it was Azeroth that came upon him. I just, he just says, I, I have this nagging fear that it won't be that simple. He says, but, uh, but I hope you're right. Simple or not, we'll find it. Yeah, I and mean, kind of like squeezes it in, his, in the pouch that he put it in, kind of like, ugh, kind of like almost shocks back from, again, once again, the corruption with, within, and, and says, uh, it is dangerous uh, by any means now, uh, for now. Um, so we got you out here. Uh, and then, oh, sweet. And then uh, he says, uh, "Well, my first priority, d- despite this, my first priority is are the people and uh, and getting them uh, getting them finally back home. Uh, I don't know. So uh, weird. I don't know what this. Uh, he says the, the the crystal. It is. It has already been been here for weeks. I can only imagine it will stay where it has been until we can." Uh, take care of more pressing matters. Hmm. Well, we're off the Pandemonium Stone. The, the Thunderstorm is <coughs> in the Elemental Chaos. I think where we left it back when we started following the path, if I'm not recall, it could probably get to us. Thunderstrike o- operates and does things when you guys are not on board. Yeah. Yeah. You guys disappear for way too long a period of time to, uh, wow. for them not to continue to make profits and, uh, I mean... Manager Empire. They're like the, uh, you know, they, they carry passengers who live on board or, or taking it as a high-priced ferry from one place to another. I mean, there's, it's constantly... Uh, there's many you know, ways and means. It's busy, busy. Yeah, it's always it's always busy. But it can also get anywhere quite easily. Huh. Yeah, suddenly, we're going to jump pretty soon here, The too. water yeah. around you yeah. it just disappears behind you as the Reductar once again... It is <laughs> lightning fast, uh, lightning rail, awesome, yeah, hyper speed thingy. Flux capacitor. <clears throat> it's, it's what the flavor is written as on the paper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Takes you out of this crusting spires and back into at least breathable air, uh, not artificial, yeah. uh, artificially created by the magic of the Reductar. Do we leave going up, or do we, like, pass through a vertical, like, wall of water, and now we're in... Oh, there's, like, turns. It basically gets you out through a a tunnel where you splash out of the water and, like, through this windy thing and then back out into the open. 
Awesome. You find it clear that, uh, yeah. or are you, Tunnel? it is clear to you that Captain Ramus has definitely come to this realm before. It seems to be a, uh, a, a fishing spot game. of his. <laughs> this is his personal fishing spot. I mean, half giant And I catch giant Half giant fish. He came here for that thrills reasonable. in the first place. <laughs> it was like, oh, you guys. Sweet. Yeah. I'm kind of bad about leaving the Lake of Water to redo him after he's like, that place was awesome. I'm going to go back there. It's like, I could have left you there, man. Yeah. Well, we may not have ever found him again. You never know. That's true. <coughs> Is it easy enough from that point forward to return to Thunderstrike? Through uh, the portal on Reductar. Sweet. Permanently connected to Thunderstrike. Cozy. Absolutely. Uh, so we have your people to. Locate so, somewhere. Redistribute. Yeah, yeah. Think, it's Narfal. That's where you're from, right? Frozen wasteland of the north. Dan was like, "Believe me, the uh, the site isn't overcrowded. It's pretty much a frozen tundra." And in the short term, there's plenty of room on Thunderstrike, as there always is. Yeah. We could just build a new room. It's like, oh, here's another, you know, whole yeah. field or two. Let's, <laughs> let's give them their own TVs, whatever. Like maybe they could be the new it's slaves. They could just replace the halflings. Could you That's not please not <laughs> use the S word here? <laughs> Once again aboard! <laughs> Thunderstrike. Out we are! Of the elemental chaos. Dem is like. Woo! The Elman says, uh. He says, perhaps we should go to the conference room and spin the tail for our stewards. Decide what is what is to be done next. And Frida bursts into the room. She does. Onto the and deck. And she's a demon that seems awfully relaxed. <laughs> and all of a sudden, composing herself when she sees you, it's kind of stands almost overly professional as she stands there and she says, Ah, you're back. Well, of course you're back. You're you. But by the gods, you smell like low tide on a hot day. Didn't you go to a volcano? <laughs> Says, it's complicated. The pleasures of the elemental chaos. Well, good to have you back, and not a moment too soon, might I add. Uh-huh. Osena walks into the room. Clearly, your arrival at Thunderstrike just sets off all sorts of people's There's an alarm. There's an aurora alarm and a damn alarm. There's, I mean, the teleportation room is not, like, just an empty room with no one in it. <laughs> Anyone who arrives or departs from that room is noted. Yeah, there's a log... <laughs> Yeah, and Osano reacts quite quickly. <coughs> going through the Stargate. He interrupts. Frida is about to answer. Frida didn't even see him behind her, and she gets creeped out like she often does when Osano is nearby. She just kind of shrinks down visibly. He says, Eleven more of the crew are lost, as Buren puts it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our ship is bleeding. Forgot about that. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <clears throat> says, I'm afraid Mr. Shop and our chef oh. are among them. No! Shop! No. Son of Rocco. <coughs> son of Rocco, Rocco. Rocco, son of Rocco. There is not too many of their family left for us to cook for us. Oh no, who will cook for us? Buren seems bastards. confident that they are not dead, but to the untrained eye, such as mine... I would argue otherwise. Buren is confident. Says, nobody can go to sleep aboard this ship. Or, he says, actually, being aboard the ship doesn't matter. Nobody, 
none of the crew can go to sleep without experiencing that same dream night after night. And mm. some people just are not strong enough to fight back. Maddening. Oh, no. He says, countless halflings have, uh, have also gone. We've hired temporary replacements. Oh, no, not replacements. They get paid, like, twice as much. Damn, it's it mood darkens because he hates unknown people aboard the ship. It's only been, like, a night since we were here, right? One yep. night, they move fast to okay. replace them, I guess. Enough time for them to experiment with having to go to sleep and report on uh, what they So it doesn't matter when you sleep, it's just if you sleep? That seems to be the case, yes. Damn! This madness must stop. If one night causes such losses, what about a fortnight? Or a ten says, day. There is more, I'm afraid. What? He leans low towards Ren. Oh. oh. God, what did you do? The blood war is causing our engineer some distress. You are aware of her bloodline, naturally. She's mm-hmm. of demon blood. Mm-hmm. A child of not one but two tieflings, both fully manifested. Though I believe she poses no danger to the ship, she has been extremely agitated and difficult to deal with. And being as your very nature is in direct opposition to hers, I would strongly advise you not go near her for the time being. What? <laughs> what? I was going to go brag about me boiling and That's what I was just going to go there. Maybe, maybe Does you it... should write her a letter. He says, you could speak to Buren who knows more of these matters, but that was okay, are his you counsel. S- are you speculating? Or like she said, I'm going to flay that gnome if I see him. Surely you feel it inside yourself. Well, a little bit, but I also that, really... Uh, but I also... That hatred, it is awoken in all demons and all devils, no matter where they are. Uh, yeah, I do have to comment. You have been pretty damn vocal about the demon filth lately. Mm-hmm. Every other but word is not demon Stoyla. filth. She's far less filthy. Ooh. I would just, just... I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, let's just to, avoid... How does Frida to that? Just kidding. Frida... Stoyla's not here, and don't you ever say that I She just looks down, and, and you see... Or she just kind of... Goes pale a little bit. Oh, shit. And, uh... He says, I just would like to avoid an incident. Noted. Yes. That doesn't sound good at all. From a metagaming standpoint, Greg is getting rid of all of my NPCs that I like <laughs> hanging out with. Maybe you should Blocked. fight for them. Blocked. Blocked. Here, you can hang out with As well, your majesty. Huh? What? Addressing Aurora, obviously. Is Stoyla mad at me, too? What did I do? Yeah, no one calls you so your majesty. Well, Aurora so responds immediately. Wait, His what? royal highness has ordered me to tell you to contact him the moment upon your return to the ship. Uh, he did not wish to relay any message to me other than you must contact him as soon as you are to do so. He sounded quite distressed. <coughs> did you actually say hi when we came back after being gone for six months? Of course I did. She went and At played least, with Selby. Well, no, I think I did. Hold no, on. we came back, slept, and then left. <coughs> no. I, no, that was before. Aurora, Aurora thinks hard. She's got this, like, suddenly, like, she, oh, shit. Um, Damn looks down a little bit. She, she can't remember the last time she talked to them. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, Why, why well, aren't you a better mother? 
Aurora turns her kidding. gaze upon Ren. And says, you guys aren't going to let me hang out with with my friends, but I'm going to get bitter. I'm going to get bitter. <clears throat> All right. Well, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I have a call to make. <laughs> That's probably wise. <laughs> Goodness. Um. Hmm. He sounded distressed. You said. Hmm. Yes. That's, not, that's not never good. He's not good when he's distressed. Well, he doesn't like you. <laughs> Says, I'm well aware. It's nothing personal. It is a reaction I am used to, but it is difficult for me to do my job when such important messages cannot be relayed to you through the quicker means that I have access to. Perhaps you should impress upon your husband this fact. And then he realizes that he may have stepped over the line a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was Aurora, Aurora's still kind of soggy, so she's not in any mood to listen to Oseno's. Um, I forget. What it Oseno could be the fact like? that she is like still Whatever dripping wet with seawater. He's that... a changeling. That's right. I keep forgetting. No, he's a doppelganger. He's a doppelganger. 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 Doppel. Yeah, doppel doppel. Wait, doppelganger or changeling? Doppelganger. 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 Much more powerful. That's than changeling. Like, yeah. Wow. He's... No, not like a. I can grow a third arm. No, he's like, I can like, be, I can grow a daemon. I am you. <laughs> yeah, I can but he never abuses it, and that's why Aurora Eric likes him. So Aurora excuses herself, I guess, because if he's being all like, ooh, can't talk to anyone, then probably summoning him in the middle of the room wouldn't be, wouldn't be preferred. Yeah, maybe your quarters. A cranky king is not a good thing. Yeah, if it's no. just for you, it's probably not for us. Yeah. That would be the logical assumption. Good job, Hugh. Aurora, uh, <laughs> see, she's in a bad mood. It's so horrible when she's in a bad mood. Changeling doppelganger are not the exact same race. Not, they are not. Not in our world. No, they're different. No, definitely not. Doppelgangers so, are evil. Changelings are player characters. Some people now to we know what kind of fantasy roleplay they to do. Leave Aurora <laughs> to have her moment in in peace and. Uh, you, Before leaving, oh. Frida says, "There's more." What? There can't be more. That's it. stop pivot on one foot. <coughs> she says, "What did you guys do? Did you do something? What did you do?" do? Um, we did we, we killed no, a slow not, not that kind of thing. The, the thing that matters. Um, um, um. We got one uh, of the things. Yeah, we got a thing. We got half of a thing. We got we got a wind crystal. Damn it! Show her, show her the wind crystal. Damn, pulls out a wind crystal. He's like. She looks and she says, could this, hmm, and she starts thinking, something has, something has changed. Something How do you know? Something has changed in what respect? In the, she's, and she's like. Like, like timeline or current physical She reality? starts like, she gets out a piece of parchment and starts drawing like a diagram. Oh, no. It makes no sense I on hate a piece your of diagram. David so guy starts getting a little bit out. He says, what changes? We went and found my, my family after these. 50 years of, or 60 years uh, of searching for him. That's what changed, and that's what's important. What does Crystal have to do with anything? It says, this was, this was from the, the, Prophecy. the divination, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it, was like, it did say something. She says, one of the verses, one of the verses. Oh, the power of distortion. Out. She says, yes, yes. Into the pandemonium. What do with it? Wait, what? It did. It talked about the pandemonium. Can someone yeah, pull man. up the divination, our hard copy? We have our hard copy. pulls it out. Of her, uh... Book? Book. <coughs> she keeps a scrapbook. She says, yes, 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 this one. The the power of... Distortion. Distortion. For it shall protect you. The second death shall guide you. 
to find the realm of pandemonium, break the chains of the changed, and they shall reveal that which is hidden. He says, well, as for the second death, may have been, uh, my grandfather did explain how our, our people were escaping from that location with the manifestation of their powers being, you know, a, a, an, a form. an opportunity for them to, 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 to leave their She just cuts Dale off, she says, that doesn't matter, doesn't matter, the point is, you changed something, you did something, we're closer to stopping this, but it has had an effect on our unique timeline signature problem with the other world. Okay. So what? I've been running my calculations, just double checking, like I often do. It seems to be changing. I can't predict when it will happen. Wait, you can't predict That's when bad. we're going That's to jump. That's bad. That's worse. I didn't say it was better. Wait, 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 wait. You wait, had wait. a hopeful tilt in your voice. You had said before wait. we were jumping soon, and now you say you don't know when we're jumping. Wait, it screwed up just this current jump and you need to recalculate, or now you just have no idea, period? I think Can you recalculate? You, we have made progress towards stopping this thing from happening. Our, our destiny is no longer what we see in the other world, and as that becomes more separated, it, oh. the, the connection between the worlds becomes... More fuzzier? chaotic, fuzzier, I guess, if, uh, to use a term for so a simple thing, but Aurora <laughs> 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 puffs up a little. She's, it says, is she crying or dripping? It says, I believe that as we get closer, it'll be <coughs> less and less reliable to know uh, to what this could even do. I, I, hmm. She seems you mean, quite distressed. Damon looks by the crystal and then looks at Hugh and he says, maybe it is important to find the other half of this. Uh, I mean, if what the definition said, that's half of this red crystal chunk that's supposedly the same sort of thing that Asmodeus is using as a weapon. I mean, whatever the hell that is, is potent. And Damon says, yes, I just would have soon forget- forgotten about it for... For uh, all the other things that were going on. Hmm. Uh, and apparently I think that's... Getting the other half of that is key to what the hell we're doing. Says, I mean, uh, it's perhaps, incredibly potent. That might be it. Or maybe that's just some other rock. I'm not really sure. Perhaps I can talk more at length with my grandfather about the nature of the stone. Did your grandfather come with you or the other fellow? Uh, he came with me. <laughs> just checking. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... All of kind of look alike. I think his so adventuring days are over. And, uh... She says, as far as I can tell, we could jump at any time. Oh, no. So I'm I'll try to so figure it out, trouble. but it's, it's shifting. Before, it was... There were variables, and I could, I could figure it out, and I could solve it, but now each time I try, the, uh, the variables are different. I, I've got to go make a call. So... So you guys, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm going to work on a way to fix this. I will fix this. I will fix this for all of you. She looks each of you in the eye and says, I can do it. Damon says, I believe in you. Damn right you can. He says, She beams for just a moment and then goes back to normal. In a, in a more than compassionate than usual, his usual, in a more compassionate response than his usual response would be. Which would be not compassionate. <laughs> right. He just says, have something to eat first. She says, oh, yes, food. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Says, we but could... we have no chef. I can't eat. Not enough time. 
says, you got to get that fixed, by the way. Says, but the lack of I'll chef? Take, he says, I'll take care of it. We'll take care oh, of it. Oh, no, Daoming, don't cook. Not the cooking, the crystal. Oh, thank God. I know we have many, many more that pressing things to attend to, but... Never again. With all the information we are able to glean from uh, Oseno's researching, I would love to be able to get him access to those libraries in Olgarth that he wanted to go to. We still hadn't done that yet. Ah, that's true. And he can be in there and out there very quickly, he has shown. Stupid Olgarth. Hey. Considering that we could be gone tomorrow, they mean their it's potentially very, very short Pissed as far as on our list of history. things. Is, is, I agree. If we can't do it, then empowering other people to do it makes sense. Yeah. I would love to have that. Aurora knows. Unfortunately, it's a little easier said than done. Make it happen, Aurora. She knows. She can explain. It's it's not like you can just wave a hand and say, these people are cool to go in and these people aren't. It's it's enchanted. It's limited to royalty. Or those coming in with royalty. So but you're a queen. I can go. Yes, that's true. But if we're trying to split our resources, that would mean Clethen would have to go in with him. Well, it's not like Clethen does anything anyways. Oh, goodness. Oh yes, and Sully has not come of age yet. She's not technically allowed in yet. Something, Sorry. something about coming of age, whatever. Well, even if we have to go there, I mean, hunting down this thing in the wind crystal, going and seeing Mephistopheles, going and seeing. Yeah, I want to point out that that's Mephistopheles. Oh yeah, by the by the way, he gets <laughs> pissed when we don't show up. So seems like your yeah. whole culture gets pissed about everything. Yeah, when people get pissed in go. my culture, shit gets burned. Yeah. Says, yeah, uh, to put it lightly. Perhaps uh, we should go to Mephistopheles before we get the rest of the wind crystal. Hmm. I hate to have him make a play for it uh, for something that powerful and I'm not planning on let- letting it out of my sight. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, let's I don't at know least how long hear, it's going to take. He, I mean, he to just say. wants to have a meeting with us. I don't know what he's going to tell us to do. It could just be 20 minutes that we're there. Good. Uh, but, <sighs> but the longer we put him off, the pissed longer he's going to be. The longer the crabbier he will get. The longer he'll make us wait in the in the waiting room just to spite us. Damon says, well. Well, you know him best. I said, Damon says, well, we, we have to choose something here. It sounds like we have some Olgarth. A phone call. I you go to... take your phone call or your message. I'll or... go do that. That's, he, yeah, go talk to him. Talk to him about his season. Every second he's getting more pissed off. She can sense it. So many short fuses around. Well, ridiculous. you know. Like, like bigots, Emma like, says, I guess. If we go, I don't know. If we're, if we're not going to be back here for some time, I need to go and see Colbin about relocating my people. Okay. Sometime meaning not a terribly long time. Yeah. Please don't be gone forever. Oh, sorry. The microphone's like an inch from it. Yeah. Aurora goes to a private location. Probably. Her quarters? Uh, well, no, her forge. She goes to be to able to communicate to him, it would be, it'd be the uh, comm room. Oh, but doesn't she have a little portable one? Uh, not that works as well. Fine, she goes to the comm room. She'd rather go to the forge. She's much more comfortable in the forge. She can turn up the forge if she things get loud. She also knows that Clefin, uh is always frustrated when she always just wants to talk around the forge because it seems to him like she just wants to do work while he's talking to her and that her attention is split. You know, she can multitask. He just can't understand that. He goes to his room to get cleaned up. He smells. Of bilge water. Of bilge water. 
Bleh. Hugh. Six months, Clefton <laughs> says. Uh, you have been gone for more than six months, and you couldn't be bothered to contact me? It, Did you have any idea how worried I was? I realized that you were probably very worried. We are at war, Aurora! What? Wait, you and me personally? You That's really a little dramatic. had no idea. No idea. No idea? Hoseno said you'd been back for nearly a week now. How could you not know? Well, back technically, but it, it's complicated. Stop! No. Now is the time for you to listen to me. Uh, Durpar has ended its non-aggression pact after hundreds of years of peace. Uh-huh. Their ships line our shores, and their armies cross our borders even as we speak. What? And on top of everything, King Nazir of Estegund is demanding your presence to discuss matters of mutual interest. Okay, well, calm, calm down. Muhammad now. only knows what that means, but we need his military support, and he'll only talk to you. I have been trying to contact you for weeks, only to hear you had returned and run off to some godforsaken corner of the elemental chaos. You have duties here, Aurora. There Your crown a- is not for show. How? You did that twice today. Dare you? Awesome. How dare I? Yes. You who vanish. <laughs> this, I'm sorry. Everyone can hear this down the hall. Awesome. It, it, this room is super is super soundproofed. Who vanished for months at a time. You who leave your king, your husband, your country, and your daughter behind on these wild journeys of yours. You have no right to be indignant. I, As your king, I order you to return to Olgarth immediately and tend to the situation with Nazir. It is time to come home and serve your country you swore to protect. Or have you forgotten your vow? Um. As Clethen says this, you suddenly feel a pain. The man went all in. Damn it! What if you jump right now? I knew it! What if you jump right now? Oh my god! Oh my god, just say it! Don't say it! You suddenly feel a pang in your chest. Ow! As though something sharp and jagged is moving inside your heart. Ow, ow, Your vision ow. blurs for a moment, uh-huh. turning silvery and bright as the world around you fades to white. <laughs> Are we going to the dark world again? Hang on. Terrible time, Oh, no! You come back and Clefin's married. We married. Oh, my God. Serve him right. It was only a year and a half. <laughs> Fucking bitch, you know? <laughs> Sully now has two older stepsisters. Oh my god. She Older stepsisters? How's that work? I know. Cinder Seldy, Cinder Seldy. Bring his marriage or something like that. Or... Oh. Huh. Stepsisters, not half sisters. The world around you fades to white. Me? You see an elderly, bearded man standing before you, hmm. surrounded by seven small golden canaries who oh. flit on the branches of the flowering tree behind him. He looks at you with sad eyes. Oh. Have you forgotten your vow? Um, no. The world is changing faster than expected. You have made little progress in the time I have given you. The Shining Lands must be unified. That was the vow you made in the presence of Borkad in exchange for allowing you to continue your quest in this world. Wow. Um, well, I've, I've tried. It's a little more complicated than that. Olgarth is already slipping through your fingers. Start there before it's too late. 
She just kind of nods to herself as if just trying to catch a breath. And she goes, yes, I, I suppose I, I have been a little bit remiss in my duties. And remember, everything you have now rests on your success in bringing together the Shining Lands under one banner. And should you fail, the prophecy will pass to the next of your blood. You leave Sylvie out of this. She is a part of this because of who you are. It is Um, not within my power to change her destiny. Have faith, Aurora. You wish to spare her fate, you must find a way. I will. Before you have another chance to speak, you are back in the room. Clefin shouting at you. Listening to Clefin speaking as though no time has passed at all. Uh. It appears there's a strategy meeting I have to attend. I'll inform the castle to prepare your arrival. Prepare for your arrival. Please don't take too long. And then his image disappears from the con table. He hung up on me. I just had a crazy vision. Oh, God, I'm so confused. How was your meeting with Cleth and Aurora? Yeah, Aurora, Aurora storms out of the conference room, looking pale. That's another door to fix. Yeah, boom goes Shop. the door. Oh shit! Shit. Meanwhile, God. he was enjoying That's a right. very enjoyable <laughs> shower. Aurora is not enjoying anything right now. She just got yelled at twice. Damon was coming back towards the portal room to go talk to Clethen and just catches a... Aurora's mumbling to herself. I mean, she's like, but I told them that I had to do this, and I made it very clear, and it was very important that I did this. looks between Aurora mumbling in the portal room and then goes over and talks to Aurora and says, What happened to you? You get hit in the head with something? You could say that. Uh, Damon Damon looks in the room and he says, Oh... Because the, the thing was there. He's like, yeah, the thing. <laughs> that sounds like it went badly. Uh, badly's putting it mildly. The, you remember the thing ten or so years ago with Borkad and the whole. You yeah, know, you saved Ren's ass. Yeah. It, well, there. Apparently, it's not enough to just marry into royalty with Olgarth and bring peace to the land. I have to do more than that. What? This beautiful list of demands never end. It's one thing, but it's a big thing. And apparently I'm not moving as fast as I should have. Why don't, do you even know what you're supposed to do? Um, the clarity is kind of vague. It's, it's, unite the shiny lands, and you know that the shiny lands are comprised of Estegan, Durapar, and Olgarth, which are three separate countries. Eamon looks over and he says, he says, Aurora, I'm not you know, trying to be rude, but, you know, Asmodeus, you know, breathing down our necks and, like, what, the Osino asking a million things. Uh, it, it seems to me like you're doing a great job, and, I mean, don't you think we can do this later? There's peace in your, ki- your kingdom. Everybody loves you. You're, like, one of the most known people in all the lands. Why can't we do this once we've cleared up all these other things? I thought the same thing until Bahamut apparently popped into my head and demanded that I do it sooner. It's what's his, what's his rush? Why does he think things are going so badly? I guess ten years of little progress isn't enough. Were you guys discussing this? Yeah, in the hallway. The gods are a 
are cruel taskmasters and become very sour and hard. Frida, who is drawn out from it, says, uh, Well, Olgarth's also at war. Damon says, What? No, they're not. They've had an unprecedented blah, 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 blah peace for a million years. And Aurora just, <laughs> starts, heard so much about it. Aurora just starts muttering kind of under a breath. Well, actually, apparently they are at war. There you go, Clefin. Damon, like, squints we and for six months, look what goes happens. for a sword and he says, like, as if he's going to solve the war with one sword swing, he says. Worried, but that easy. He's out of the shower now. He's getting stressed. His clothes are nice and clean. As Hugh walks by in a towel, he's doing much says, better than anyone Damon else. says, Hugh, bring him in uninvited into the conversation. He says, <laughs> He's not here yet. He walks by in a towel. He's, he's getting, no, he's in his room. He's uh, a little okay. further You're away. just narrating your enjoyable night. You the way from night. the showers. Ah. Back a little bit later. Or has the worst headache. Well, whatever. Damon gets over his, his bitterness, his vindictiveness, you know, after a moment, and then says, I wish it were that. Kind of, in a more kind of straightforward way, he says, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to Olgarth and sort this out. We have to go there anyway, so it's on the way. Maybe, maybe he's overreacting. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Oseno about a few things. Um, I don't know why I wasn't told of this sooner, but... I guess I can't blame anyone but myself. I'd like says, to. I'm sorry. I'd really like to. But it's a raw deal. Thank you for it was, com- it was Thank a- you for coming <laughs> to the to the elemental chaos. I see that this must have cost you a little bit. <laughs> though unexpected. Yeah, and then Damon kinda like looks to the side and he says, Honestly, if I knew politics I still would have asked you to come. Uh, yeah, prob- you probably would have There's no doubt in anyone's mind, <laughs> don't worry. No, Aurora doesn't doubt it either. Um he says, well, well, now it's your turn. Get these people settled, and we'll straighten this out, like, post-haste. All these wars going on. Where's me dead? You're just kind of... I mean, the world she, grows, she, goes, she goes quiet. She's, she's just overwhelmed, really, uh, but also bolstered by Damon's attitude, which is so... You know, it's, it's, so, it's so to the point, and it really, it really grounds her in a way. You know, even though he can fly off the handle at times, he, he he's at least pr- very predictable in that. Yeah. You know, that, that predictability, she can count on him for that. What about the devils? Hasten speaks. Huh? Oh, God! <laughs> From the shadow up on the ceiling. What the? <laughs> As he falls down, drops down the ground. You did that on purpose, again! He, he never left the conference room when everyone else did. He I just know. sat there and listened to the whole thing. He says, frankly, I'm more afraid of Mephistopheles than I am of your husband. You haven't seen him in the morning. That's gross. Ha ha. Still afraid of Mephistopheles. Fine. <laughs> we can do both of those things. You said it would just take a few minutes, right? Ren, Ren's not there. But he's very into curious the, into to the what stone it sounds she... <laughs> like to you two when you're talking about <laughs> Mephistopheles. He says, he says, look, I know bringing it up around Ren just makes him go, rah, rah, let's go, let's go. But... That's a really good impression. <laughs> he doesn't crack a smile. He says, I'm dead. But I do think it is the most important course of action. Everything has its own measure of importance. Some more important than others. He says, many nations are at war. Olgarth's... How many nations matter to me? Three! Damon says, that's the the spirit. Uh, The rest of the world can take a number. He says, we we make our decisions and uh, and even if the gods themselves come down on it, Come down on us. Sooner or later, we have to make a stand. I, I wouldn't quite go that far. 
I mean, you got them all pumped up talking about this stuff. He walks up, looking clean. You're looking refreshed. Well dressed, smelling nice. Shaved. We should uh, get some to eat. How's things going? I have no appetite right now. <laughs> Terrifies at war! Bahamut wants my baby! Everything's all messed up! Just when she was oh. calming down. David says, there's killing to do. War and all that. It's been years. War? It's gonna be Hundreds a- of years. It's going to be a bad one if all that tension's been brewing for so long. Uh, we'll sort this out. <laughs> We're but just hey, some things, hey, hey, some things we should go talk to Asmodeus. Even though there's business in Olgarth, right? Yeah. How Sorry. long How long can we put off Mephisto? <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. It's... It, this is not good. This is not good. Or, 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 and then Frida, always happy. one to not really understand <coughs> social cues when you guys are all kind of discussing the different pressing things, and she says, and we could jump to the dark world at any minute. In her mind is that she's just helping list the yeah, things. Looks, yeah, Not realizing that it's really... I mean, she was the one who cut it instead of Olga's at war. <laughs> <laughs> well, she just knew. And I'm, she's like, why are you saying they're at peace? Damn it. Like... Duh. Yeah. Well, she's been watching the news for the last six months. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and didn't think it was a relevance to me. She assumed we knew. I... <laughs> Look, you guys didn't watch the news over the dark. Come on, man. You know the terrible signal in that pandemonium stone. Yeah. No, Frida's signal. with you. That's true. She came. She with wasn't us. there with us. She was catching up on the news. She's in the dark world. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Dark world, but not. She, she didn't she go was, to the stone. She didn't run off to. Uh, chaos. No, not just get to to Ooh. Orba and then to the this chaos. Is, it's like not a moment of rest since you returned. That's right. Yes. So. Well, there were things to do. It, it's completely legitimate that I didn't call immediately. I mean, I, uh, six months, one more day, things get complicated. Damn, like back and forth between Hugh, a very well-known, kind of public good decision maker among the group, and Hasten, a very poorly known and very, you know, not often weighing <laughs> on the situation, but also generally a good decision maker among the group. And then he looks to Aurora and he says, I'm going to do what she wants to do. <laughs> He says, uh, this is her call. It sounds like things are getting heated back in the nest. You could put it that way, I guess. Yeah, as far as personal needs go, it sounds like your relationship with your husband's a little bit rocky right now. The relationship is not really my primary concern here. That that can be fixed. Diplomacy. But one cannot diplomatize an entire war. Believe me, I have tried it. But perhaps a small portion of the war. Close. Perhaps there is something yet in Olgarth that I can do. Wars do take a long time. It was like, I feel like we're having half the conversation anyways. Where in God's name is Ren? Uh, off bothering Stoyland, no doubt. Back on another part of... God, Ren was waiting for you guys to finish that. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> back on another part of Thunderstrike. Ren tracked down Buren. Who are you up to? Single ghost. Buren. What? Phasma. Phasma. Buren. The dwarf. (laughs) Welcome back, Ren. (laughs) It's good to be back. I'm glad to see you're looking mostly well. You're looking mostly well. (laughs) I'm feeling mostly well. But that's beside the point. I have a question for you. I have no time for chit-chat. I have something pressing on my mind. Anything. I was told that uh, Stoyla 
may be holding some kind of a grudge against me because I happen to be a devil. No, 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 no. But that you would you would be able to explain this no. to me further. It's not a grudge. You see, the de- those with devil blood, such as you, and those with demon blood, such as Stoyla. I thought Stoyla was a devil. <clears throat> Stoyla is a typhoon. Who are infernal. No. She has demon blood. Are you sure about There are two different yes. kinds. Absolutely. Okay. It says, he's I'm the, the doctor he, here. Doctor. I'm El Doctor. <laughs> I have the chart. I ran tests. <laughs> it's confirmed. Okay. I run tests on everybody. I draw blood on I'm going to have to look into this, but okay. Blood it says, uh, the blood war has prophesized thousands of years ago. You know, mostly in a Truce for so long. You know more about the Blood War than I do, probably. But it reigniting has caused a, a spark to light a fire in the in the blood of all those with demon and devil blood. It has caused them to be more uh, set against one another. Set against one another. The words are coming to me like we through the to. wind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm <damn> it. <laughs> Says, and yes, I, I know of this. He says, uh, he says, I'm sure you've felt it yourself, but being uh, completely in control of your own emotions and probably not letting it guide your decision-making, I'm sure, uh, in that way that Buren has to... Red glares uh, at Buren to, for just a second. He's giving counsel, you know, without saying anything explicitly, barely even implicitly, but you know what he's saying. Grandmaster. He just says, I just, I just think it would be wise if... If you were to just let Stoyla deal with these changes she's feeling uh, without the added complication of having to, for the time being, face another who is of the opposed... um, Polarity? You You think that this opposition could override the friendship and loyalty that we have created over the last ten years? Much like a couple madly in love could still get into a shouting and then he pauses to reflect upon the recent shouting match that everyone on the ship heard. Yeah. Um, he says, just because two people are friends does not mean that they cannot have strife from times. Consider this. you currently in the middle of a disagreement <coughs> such that you don't... It would not be wise to speak to her at the moment. It may not be rational. It's the civil I'm rights movement real. and you're white and she's black. It's kind of that's sort of what's going on. Damn, I was anti-racist. <coughs> Ren says, "Very well, I will take your. I, I will. I will ponder your counsel." And by that, he means ignore completely. Ren then. Oh, Bjorn knows what it means. Ren then leaves the Shuffles medical chambers and heads immediately for Stoilo's workshop. Ah! <laughs> As Ren draws closer. <coughs> He can hear clanging and cursing in whatever language Stoyla speaks. She practically speaks her own language when she's cursing. Fiddlesticks! Um, God, fiddlesticks, mother, fiddle, 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 mother, fiddle. And, uh... She's a terrible swear. Fiddle, faddle, McDaddle, blitter, really only knows the word fiddle. Diddly. It's like Flanders. Diddly splat. And as he comes into the workshop... No, 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 no. 
Oh, okay. She Red- can, he can, he can hear this. It's just like clanging, and you hear like, uh, and then some sort of explosion. <coughs> she just goes, Ah! Why won't you? She's killing Ari for stop her. Ren. Ren takes out his speaking stone and waits for just a moment as he collects his thoughts as to what he's going to say. He starts singing a slow. And after a moment, on a private channel, <laughs> he says, "Hey, Stoyla, are you there?" All of a sudden, you hear the clanging stop, and then, as if the sound of like, uh, like a whole bunch of like metal bits and bobs all hitting each other as if someone were taking a bunch of stuff and sliding it across a table and it all like clangs into some sort of like bucket and then you hear a cloth it says uh, yes uh, engineer speaking engineer speaking uh, yes it's Stoila what do you want she seems quite frustrated uh, what you been up to <coughs> says just working on the ship you seem a little on edge Says, just a little angry about some projects I'm working on. Can I lend a hand? Says, I don't know right now. No. Says, I got it handled. It's not a problem. The ship is fine. Ren says, I'm standing outside your door. You're kind of scaring me with the amount of clanging and stuff that's coming from in there, and I don't want to get a wrench thrown in my It's just a personal project! Ren starts to laugh into the speaking stone and says, Oh, okay, well, um, I had some interesting ideas about uh, taking Thunderstrike into the ocean and making yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, underwater, like the Reductor. I know what they can do. I've been working on it. Ren says, Awesome. Have you made any progress? He says, I'm just specking it out, okay? Look, it, these things, they take time, all right? Ren says, I'm not your pet, Typhlin. You can't make me perform on demand. Because I do have to sleep and eat and shit. Wow. Ren says... Oh, fiddle shits. Okay, oh, well, shits. have fun with your shitting. And if you ever want to bounce some ideas off me, <coughs> go ahead and give me a call. And turns around. She's currently working on the devil assassin bot. <laughs> I know. The so Ren doesn't actually even go into the... He wanted to feel it out a little bit with the speaking stones first and realize, yeah, they weren't really joking around. He really shouldn't go in there. So he doesn't <laughs> actually go in. He then just turns around and walks off and meets up with the rest of you guys and says, yeah, don't go to Stoilo's room right now. She's she's really pissy. <laughs> uh, like, really pissy. I mean, don't yeah, she's... Don't you ever pro- listen... Yeah, but... Yeah, but then I don't. Hey, how was your meeting with Clethen? Fuck you. Heard it, I heard <laughs> it was pretty good. Damon says, you're the last piece of this conversation so we can decide what the hell you're <coughs> says, I'm sorry. I just... Let's continue. Damon says, Mephistopheles... Yeah, he's probably pissed. We should probably go see him pretty soon. Clefin. <laughs> also really That's usually not the, also really the cause pissed. and effect. Yeah. Also, Olgarth and Durapar are now dangerously close to full embroilment. Well, if Mephistopheles gets pissed, 
and decides to unload on Olgarth and all of that. Why would they do that? I don't know, because we were supposed to go meet him and we didn't, and he's bitter we, and look, wildly it seems speculating like you now. And, and Hasten wanna go to think Mephistopheles' <laughs> priority. Uh, I say we should take care of this war in Olgarth. Came out of nowhere. Brandis is drunk. What do you want to do? Look, if we're gonna blow off Mephistopheles, at Brandis least- immediately got uh, called on the ship's communication system by wife of Brandis, and he quickly sped off and has not returned since. Brandis well, said he was going to get drunk and then went home to take a beating, it sounds like. <laughs> he just tried to save face. Uh, totally gotta go di- get Look, drunk. if yes. we're gonna blow off Mephistopheles and go save Olgarth or whatever, then... or go, more complicated than that. Go, whatever. So, at least we can go meet with him and see what he wants... And then we can blow him off from there. But at least we can appease him just a little bit. Mm, Yes, well. I mean, he did summon us like two weeks ago. And usually, when I get those little black envelopes, (coughs) it's more like, you get here now, and I'm already I thought you worked for Bell. Uh, yeah, I do. (laughs) That's why it's a little bit more pressing on my mind why Bell's... Are they okay? Climbing the is, ladder is Mephistopheles technically above Bell, or do they each just they're equals because they each are in different well, layers of hell or of <laughs> out, not of, of the nine? Hells? How does the hierarchy? Stack if out? you were to ask Bell, he would say that guarding the uh, the one entrance no, 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 <coughs> to the nine hells would is clearly the most uh, prestigious and important, although. Uh, in earshot of Asmodeus, he would of course say that he is below uh, Asmodeus, but well, yeah. guarding the one way that people can invade hell, definitely the most. Mephistopheles guards would, the one way that can get to Asmodeus, though. More people would probably say that uh, that Mephistopheles is the higher ranked, is generally considered the deeper level of hell, the more uh, the more power one wields. Hmm. Okay. So well, basically, the answer is Mephistopheles, but Bell would say Bell. So, Mephistopheles... Most of them would say themselves for <coughs> some half-assed bullshit reason. Especially when a subordinate was asking the question. Mephistopheles is the, it probably has the most claim to yeah. uh, one below. Especially given his Stoyla. public claims of his intentions to rule them all. Yeah, he also so, says that he will kill Asmodeus and take over the ninth layer of hell when the opportunity uh, presents itself. So And has said this publicly. Yeah, in bar if you talk to him. So... Ren says, uh, yeah, he uh, trumped my boss, or he, he overstepped him and is summoning me. That's kind of a big deal. And not only uh, if I don't show up, is he going to be pissed at me? And if I'm late, he's going to get more pissed. Um, Bell is already going to be pissed at me that, that Mephistopheles is summoning us. So I'm really kind of in hot water here. And as I would like to cool it off as soon as possible. Cool off by I mean, jumping might be into the you, fire. But he'll get over it. You're Have... missing the point of that problem. Yeah, it's it's not... Know. Kingdoms come and go! The nine hells are always... Name says, you need to work... You guys need to work this out, because usually we do things by majority, and it seems like we're stacked up to where Ren makes a call here. Uh, I will do this. Ren says, go talk it to It better be fast, though. If I put this off anymore... Who knows the suffering that could be visited upon just the people of Olgarth? Don't make this about 
you and Clefin or any of that nonsense. I'm not making it about anything. You but bring I'm him up at every opportunity. That's because he's a dick. But oh, and there's nothing in between you, of course. But if, but as I said, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go. But it's got to be fast. I will do my best. Hubert, but total meta game standpoint, you're not here next week. So I'm saying we can just go we meet do with it him. Now. Don't worry about that. We can just okay. meet with him and see Please what he wants. Let that guy do decisions. Okay. Yeah. okay. We can meet with him, see what he wants. Fine. Olgarth might be in trouble, but for all we know, the fate of all of Toril could be in trouble if we don't go meet with Mephistopheles. So you guys iron it out. Ren pulls the gods. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like the ultimate card, and nobody but Ren seems to understand that. Everybody's like, ah, oh, my country's going to be blown up. And it's like, yeah, the whole fucking world's going to be blown up. Yeah. I mean, no offense. Your Calm country's blue awesome. Ocean. But Emma says, I'm having to let the devils and the demons sit there and sort it out in whatever, whatever fessied, putrid scrap of existence they choose to fight over. But uh, <coughs> here, in the, here in the material plane where things matter, where we live... It spills onto the material plane. How many times do I have to explain this Gentlemen, to you guys? I've already said... It doesn't just happen there. Like, it... it we'll go. It was just fine. We're out of here. We'll go. But then, we're coming right back, and we're going to deal with this. All right. So we're going to go see Mephistopheles? Let's do it. Saddle up. Lead the way. Okay, everybody hold hands. Stand in a circle. <laughs> and jump. Can How we, does everyone feel about the current situation? Say hocus pocus. Quick, uh, uh, I would love to hear... Uh, uh, around the horn. Let's do a... Around the table character thoughts before heading off to Mephistopheles as Ren prepares his uh, his <coughs> method of, of method. getting other people his there. Method. I can't believe this. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. I I have very important things to deal with, and now Ren is is twisting my arm, and I and I have to save face. And I have to do this thing. And it better be really quick. If it's not really quick, I'm going to pound him into the ground and make him into little little gnome cupcakes. And then I'm going to throw them overboard. Beat them to the sharks. And then catch the sharks and eat shark fin soup. Hugh. And then bury the feet. Once again, just reiterating that he was just at the bottom of an ocean. Uh, elemental chaos kind of all over the place. He kind of took a shower... Uh, to kind of, yeah, kind of Does center himself a little clean? bit, focus. He's clean. Do something humane for a human. Yeah, a little bit, you know, just kind of getting all ready. And so now, I mean, going to the Nine Hells or the Elemental Chaos, he's definitely out of his element. And he definitely, his survival, like, if all of a sudden, like, oh, we're all going to leave just real quick. And uh, <coughs> you stay here, and we'll be back sometime later. And he's just in the Elm of the Chaos or the Nine Hells by himself. He doesn't really have a comfortable, like, escape route there. It sounds bad, just generally. So he's not uncomfortable while he does realize it's probably the most pressing matter at hand. So, going to Olgarth sounds much better. He would much, I mean, war? That sounds great. He'd go to. You Lots understand war. We can do wars. Wars are fine. That sounds great. But that sounds 
Nine hells, Mephistopheles. Yeah, that's bad. He's not looking forward to this. Daemon. Couldn't really have predicted that things would work out as they did. And there's going to be a lot to consider, you know, over the time... You know that passes the, the you know the near future and the distant future, but Dam is not really that considering type necessarily. So he's kind of, I mean, just lives his life in this kind of natural, pointed in a certain direction. And though he certainly has things kind of to do for his people to settle them down, he's much more oriented towards like the million problems that seem to be exploding around us, uh, especially with Aurora. And you know the fact, I mean. He doesn't feel bad, and it's not like he would have changed anything, but at the same time, he does feel responsible for the fact that things are now going difficult, uh, difficultly for, yeah, they are going much more rocky for Aurora now that she's back. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, he doesn't like, he, he's never been, like, super on board with the devils, <coughs> other than when it's time to, like, kill them, mm-hmm. or the demons. So, he doesn't, like, like the infernal forces, he doesn't feel, like, good about kind of jumping to the crack of their whips. And at the same time, he wants to kind of help Aurora resolve her shit. But, I mean, there's, it's not like he's any more loyal to Aurora than he is to Ren. And if, if Ren's really kind of got a, a handle on what the, what the right moves make, is to make, you know, he'll, he'll head off in that direction. He only really hopes this can be quick and painless. And he suspects it will be neither. Yeah. Ren's kind of nervous about going to see Mephistopheles because um, last time he went and saw the devils, it didn't go over super well. I mean, he got a lot of info, but uh, he got pretty summarily dismissed. And well, That's because you didn't have us backing up. And he's a little bit worried that certain members of the group are going to pop off to Mephistopheles... And, you know, Ren, don't get me wrong, or Ren pops off all the time, but these guys At the most kind of scare the shit times. out of Ren, because, like... They don't do pop off. I feel like the rest of the quorum doesn't put enough, um, d- doesn't fully realize just how big and bad and how many dudes these guys control. They don't. <laughs> it's like... It's like Aurora's thinking, whoa, I gotta go fix, I gotta go fix Olgarth, and I have to unite the Shining Lands, and it's like, wow. Three countries! Um, Mephistopheles is a significant player to overthrow Asmodeus, and then control the entire Nine Hells, and then send every single devil ever. Yeah, you could send them all at Olgarth, and then it's like, okay, what do we do now? Great. So, um, he's a little bit nervous. You can also send them all at your butt. And, uh, Same. he's a little bit... He's, he's a little... Yeah, so... But he's glad they're going because he's really curious what this is all about. He really doesn't want to get yelled at by Mephistopheles. Not that Mephistopheles will yell at him. Mephistopheles is a lot different than Bell. Bell is just like... Yeah. And Mephistopheles will just be like, I hope you have a good reason why you didn't come see me. And I'll just be like, well... I'm I was helping my he's, friend he's free play, some of his friends He's playing out this conversation in his head. Yeah, that's his, yeah. The wheels <laughs> are turning. He's gonna say this, and then I'll, I'll reply very coolly like this. Yeah, he's and like... And he'll totally respect he's me. He's getting ready for an interview, and he's trying to come up with different okay, questions my, that are gonna get asked to him. My biggest weakness is I care too much. No. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, so... I like to set things on fire frequently. No. 
So that's what Ren's doing. It's my greatest strength. So as Ren is getting everything ready uh, to go, I mean, he's kind of explaining to him what's going to happen here and how. <coughs> I want to hear what do you what do you brief us with because you got yeah. That. So this is what's happening. Yeah. So so Ren is kind of briefing everyone and saying, okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's how we teleport. I'm gonna, you know, is it like decorum? Like, just like just this. just hold my hands or touch my clothes or something when I do this, and you, you guys will get cloak? No. you'll get taken with me. It's not like we're going to go in a poof of smoke. It's just this... The, the, the Thunderstrike is going to fade away and... And it will be replaced by... Very hot. Mephistopheles' Very chamber. Are like, we where, going where are straight there? Straight to his chamber, well, his waiting room. We'll go to his office. His as office. Close as close We're not like going to the first lair and then kind of popping over from there. We're no, going no. straight there. We got summoned straight there. Okay. We're oh, not going to go... Maybe the letter gives you like some kind of clearance? We'll say that. So, when we get there... Clearance is important. uh, Do me a favor, and don't speak unless you're spoken to. And I know that I've promised you guys before that I would keep the safety on. But this is one of those times that I need you guys to keep the safety on. (coughs) Um, And... I've never had a problem with it. We're just going to go feel this out and see what happens. So, he... He's very uh, sharp-tongued. He uh, is very well-spoken. So just kind of be careful what you say and be careful if he asks you questions. So, like, don't blurt out everything about how we've been time-traveling. Oh, wait. I already did that, so it's okay. So, um... Damon just puts on his mask and goes, cool-faced Dale, man. He's like, he's like I'm not going to say a word. That's not to say it won't do anything. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys ready then? Yeah. Who else going? Ray as I'll ever be. Everyone's going. Is Hasten going? Hasten's going. Is Frida going? No. Okay. Hasten says, what if he tries to kill us? Uh, well, then Run we... Run away? Then we do something. Then we do something drastic. I guess we have to take that... We'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Five minute rest? I disagree. That's stupid. Yeah, well, fuck off. We're crossing the bridge. <laughs> I disagree. That's stupid. Do you have a method for escaping this place quickly? Not off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, you escape. You, you escape the way that we that we go in. Yeah, but if he just... is if he's enchanted, or that's never been a problem before because I've never been. You know, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Every time I come, you just I go in, talk to him, do my thing, drop off my prisoners, drop off the souls that I've collected. Give the intel, have mm-hmm. a chat, and then I leave. So if oh things God. get heated, I, he's pretty powerful. He could go and make it so we can't leave his room like that. I don't know. We're gonna have to cross that bridge. Can we go over there. his head? But I am not throwing <laughs> down right now that we are going to head? kill. There's Mephistopheles. only one guy over says, his head. I'm staying here then. Okay. Okay. He says that's weak. Hasten steps away. He says, "When you're all killed by Mephistopheles, we'll need one member of the quorum alive to carry on Thunderstrike's business." Damon says, "Best of luck." Remind me uh, when you have to go somewhere. Ren, <clears throat> this... He says, hey, he's the only one that uh, would have any ideas for an escape plan. He's not even willing to entertain the idea of making one. I don't Damn step into says, death traps. Yeah, what's the escape plan? Ren says, what's your deal, Hasten? Why are you so bloodthirsty lately? Sending says, us into potential death traps. Killing Basim? You want to fucking kill Mephistopheles? I mean, yeah. 
if we could do it, great, but I'm not going to just... He says, listen, hothead, I never even mentioned the word kill Mephistopheles. I said, what if he tries to kill us? Uh, Which is a totally legitimate And your answer was basically, let him kill us. My answer was, we will entertain, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's... If it's we flee or we fight, those are our two options. And how do we flee? I don't know. Uh... Off the top of my head, I don't know. Do we have... Uh... How do we get a... How are we... If she went... says, are you saying that, like, if we could avoid this... If he... If we could avoid this meeting altogether, we would, but he's going to get us in, in, in anyway, so we're just going to go, because we have to anyways. Like, how inevitable is this? You know, it, it sounds like you're, you think it could be just a setup, but you're saying we need to go, because if we don't go, he's just going to get us here anyways. It, I don't, like, I, I, maybe we don't understand. I'd rather who we're dealing with. I would rather like, say... Demons and devils, I've killed a stack of them, but you're saying this isn't like that. I'm saying that those little peons that we've killed here are peons. <coughs> Could we take him in a fight? Uh, he's he's pretty formidable. So that's code word enough for this group. He's um, is there has he given you any reason to? He hasn't given me any reason to that be we're, concerned for your no, safety. No. If. If he wanted to kill you, would he have just killed you but already? The devils are fickle friends. And. Some more fickle than others. Ren is having a hard time vocalizing this because the rest of the group just isn't getting it. And. Listen. Um, we I, have to go, and it's like, I would rather stay on his good side and go when he summons us than flip him the bird and have him coming after us. I understand we should go, but we need to make preparations. In case the worst happens. Damon says, what I'm about making an arrangement with Bell? Fine. Maybe he's, like, less or whatever. But, like, can he give us a lifeline? You know, we're worth something if you're going to drag us all the way across the universe. What about, <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, what if what if we just shoot Bell <coughs> that we're being forced to come here and, like, you know, panic button and maybe he bursts in the room and with him and everyone... We talk with uh, this guy. I don't really want to pull huh. that card right now because Bell is, dare I say, lower on the totem pole than Mephistopheles. And if we say, hey, Bell, your boss went and summoned me, so uh, if shit goes bad, can you step in and help us? He's going to be pretty <coughs> pissed that A, I didn't tell him sooner, and B, Mephistopheles, it, 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 it's just... Mm, it's stirring up more shit than you'd like. Yes. Assuming that the thing is not warded to prevent teleportation, you can get us out of there, correct? Yeah. I mean, you're getting us there, we can get back out? Yeah. Under normal circumstances, yes. So... I have no reason to believe, right now, that that wouldn't happen. And in the event that the place is warded, we'd either have to defeat those wards, or escape the warded area, and then you could teleport us out... Yes. Yes. So that's our escape method. Yes. Do... Yes? Anyone issues with that? No. I would love one of those potions that Stoyla can make. The emergency teleportation thing. That'd be great, too. I'd love a couple of those. I mean, Yeah, who wants to go ask her for those? They're expensive. I can't go Not ask her for Ren. those. She's... We have supplies for this. Yes, we have a closet full of them, I'm sure. 
those things? They're like, what level are they? 30 or something? They're really, really high. We have a closet full of them. Mark it down. <laughs> Aurora assumes they have a closet full of everything. Aurora knows there's a closet full of them. We have closets. All right, so are we ready? It's called the teleportation potion closet. Do they actually let you teleport back through, like, planes? Well, Damon's perspective <coughs> has yeah. just done a whole 180. He was going in, like, thinking like you, you thought, that he didn't grasp the entirety of what they were walking into. He's like, whatever, yeah, we'll go talk to this chump, we'll tell him what for, and then bail. And then, now it's like, no, there's no one who could conceivably help us who we even know. So now he's like, what? All right. Now, <laughs> okay, is everyone ready to go? Please, just, We're moving. just do this, or else I'm going to just get... <coughs> I mean, we've we, we got to go. Hasten okay. is still sort of standing on the sidelines. Hasten, please, he says, will you just... Just, I can't believe you're all willing to do this. Fuck you, Hasten. That's what I say to you. I'm on to you. You're making me nervous lately. You've been weird. <laughs> You've been stirring up shit, and I don't like it. Damn What's your that? deal? Damn said, now is not the staying. time. That was my choice, and we kicked his ass. We're going to start yeah. talking about strange behavior. It was your choice guiding because all he... of us to the eighth layer of hell with no escape plan. Sure, seems like strange behavior to me. And you want to go in there and 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 have dust an him? escape route? Once again, did I ever say that? He didn't ever say that. Never once. Will you please stop? I want to go on the record right Hayson? now and say that Hasten's going to fuck us. And I will say that I called him at this point. Ren, stop it. And how many people can teleport into hell? Nobody other than people who work there, like you. Yeah. You have a special privilege. What makes you think you'll be able to teleport out if he chooses that you can no longer do that? I, I don't. What makes you think that he won't come here and kick your ass royally if we, if you don't come with me? You weren't there when we he fought Bell. You weren't there when we fought Bell. You have no idea. And Bell isn't even as powerful as Mephistopheles. And Bell was pulling punches like nobody's business. And he almost. So you're saying because this guy could kill us if he wanted to, we should just lie down and do whatever he wants? We we should at least I'm see saying, what he wants. He's just saying we should be cautious. That's all. We should just see what he wants. Damon says, look, if it's us and everything we care about, or just us. I mean, I'll take the bullet. If he's really going to come here and thrash everything we've built, I mean, I've gone from no family to 500 downstairs, and I don't want them dead after all the work I took, it took to get him here. And he says, what do, we, what do we do? What do you want me to do? Hasten steps forward, and he says, How much do those... If he does try to kill us, we might as well all be there. How much do one of those emergency teleportation things cost? I don't know what thing you're actually talking about. Oh, the Stoila had it. It's an actual wondrous item. It's <coughs> use it once, you can teleport. It's like, an oh, emergency... It's, it's an instant portal. Instant, instant portal. portal? Yeah. Is it ridiculously high level? Like, it's like 5 or 6, 25 or something, 26. Yeah, something like that. Do you, do you want us all to have one? I I want one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing Okay. If, if we can, if it's not one of those things that is not possible to buy. No, it's yeah. fine. I mean, Great. there are wards against that make any sort of portal stuff. It may be useless, but it's better than nothing. Uh, Hasten, he says, we've only gotten this far watching each other's backs. It's true. And I'm not saying that's been a good idea every time. It's uh, 425,000 each. Oh. Just, 
Mm-hmm. We may not have that money, actually. Yeah. Uh, you do currently. Okay. Uh, I have the tally. Can we, can we buy one and take it with us, and if we don't use it, return it? Uh, <laughs> this no. is fucking Costco. No. <laughs> you could disenchant it to get part uh, of it the... It leads to destination determined when the item was created. Thunderstrike. The portal remains open for five rounds, closing at the end. Okay. Thunderstrike? Sounds legitimate. Is the, de- is the designated location? Uh, one-time use? I mean, Hugh, you already have the Exodus knife. How many outs do you want? Well, here's the thing. I use the Exodus knife, and then later, eight hours later, I'm still in hell. <laughs> it'll, give you, it'll give you a great time, a great chance to think about what you might do. I can think about, gee, this sure is going to be awesome when they tear me limb from limb for eternity. Based on what Red's saying, is hell really that much uh, more dangerous than coming back here and having us come drag us down? Uh, at least here, I know Where I can the go. terrain. I mean, if that's the case, then why aren't we just staying here? <coughs> Because so, there's a chance this may not be bad at all. Ren looks at Hayes and says, So are you coming or are you staying? He says, I said I'm coming. So besides, if we're all there, we can take him. <laughs> like, if we have the money, Hugh is buying one of those. Okay, you go, yeah, you go you ahead. Do. How much money do we have? I don't have the exact number right now. It doesn't I think it's right probably now. like 600k or something. It's no, not, no, there's more. I, I thought it was less than a million. We are so paranoid, no, I mean, but there's it's more now. Us alive, I just really. don't oh, have okay. it. Gotcha. All right. Give me it up for you. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're not making any other purchases now. We got so, it. good. Is everybody in the item called? Uh, uh, it's the portal. It's the portal. portal. What? What, Ren? <laughs> it's just a glass marble. <coughs> Don't get it confused with your set of marbles. You always did like to play marbles. Aha! Uh-huh, I'll escape now! Blink! Oh. Oh, No, crap. I was thinking more like when you're playing marbles and you waste I can just slam her. Half a million. Wait, where'd it go? Damn it, that's half a mil. I just like the idea of like, aha! Now I will escape. So, oh, Ren says, "So what?" Gods are you, are, do play marbles for anti with. Yeah. Ren says, that's "Okay, true. I get extra so, knife and then teleport from that room." Ah. Ren says, "Okay, so <laughs> all of us, you. all of us have to get in a circle and hold hands." Or is in between damn and eyes Ren suspiciously. Are you in or not? No, oh, he's in, and he does it. And but he doesn't think that they actually have to do this. And then Ren starts to move around in a circle while chanting, Hell, hell, I know it well. One, two, three. Here we come, Bell. <laughs> like that's what he has to do every time. And suddenly the room starts to vanish away. Almost like kind of in a fog oh as you God. then see... Damn knows his bullshit because we're not going to see Bell. <laughs> he was in the rhyme. I know. <laughs> It, it's fucking hard to rhyme with Mephistopheles. With <laughs> yeah, you find something that rhymes with so, that. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I'm giving Lincoln props. So, but. uh... <coughs> what do... Ren's never gone to Mephistopheles's... I mean, yeah. So nope. we, we go. ...area before. What does it look like? As it comes into view around us. It's yeah, unimaginably cold wasteland. Oh. This is the eighth layer of hell, that's true. It is cold there. Few living things can survive more than a few moments in an unsheltered area. Huge, fast-moving glaciers clash around the lair, sending snow and ice up into the sky. Ooh. You arrive in a sort of courtyard, a magically protected area to keep the temperatures... Comfortable? Not, I wouldn't say comfortable. Not even close. Bearable? But survivable. Brutal. For at least... Minutes rather than moments. In the courtyard, you see legions of devils sparring 
like, uh, like an army preparing for war would be. As they are doing drills against each other, they're uh, larger devils shouting commands at, at others, guiding the, uh, guiding the drills as you see uh, uh, devils not just, like, uh, they are not using training weapons, as you see devils slaying other devils, uh, uh, but not in a fighting uncontrolled war sense. Not an uncontrolled sense, but as they are uh, they're fighting, clearly keeping in tip-top shape for the blood war. Although you do notice that it seems like a large amount of troops Mephistopheles has kept here and not committed to the front line. Yeah, figures. Well, you can't leave your back door unlocked, or, you know, unprotected while you're out warring. A large devil, 14 feet tall, with uh, spikes and whatever. He's like blue and spiky. He's a nice devil. He's a nice devil. They look like bugs or something. Yeah, it looks like a kind of a giant sort of insect almost as its uh, limbs bend in ways that don't look Should natural. Walks up to you and he just says, He's expecting you. Uh, and then gestures for you Brenda, to follow him. If you would just please. And there he is. Ren takes the. Ren Put takes. On top of the parapets. The... Ren takes point and moves. In the direction that was motioned by yeah, this devil. Yeah, we're still in a bad mood. He, guides he, doesn't, even, he doesn't even say anything to him. He just the steps to a massive palace, an ice palace. Uh, not uh, built completely of ice, but definitely icy. decorated with frozen. much it is a big frozen palace. Huge. I mean, must go a hundred feet up, and this thing is not like a bunch of floors. As you walk through the doors, you see this a place that just the ceiling goes up and up and up and up. It seems to almost never end before the ceiling is there, as massive like uh, chandeliers hang down, uh, decorated with flame and ice and uh, all sorts of, to most of you, quite disturbing. Um, Architecture, you know, is kind of gothic or yeah, very, uh, very gothic with a uh, with an ice thing guiding you through this massive palace. Many heads are turned as other devils take notice of you. You see, or it's like meet nice calls and I'm like, yeah, I'm divine. What you of want? Devils, you, you see the devils in here. Divine. These are powerful devils. These are devils on par with the toughest devils you have fought. Clearly, here in the uh, fought and killed. Yes, true. In. Ren is taking careful note of the fortress and decor and how many devils there are. Right and into he's, brain. he's walking with eyes wide open. Is Ren really cold, or is he, or is he kind of comfortable in this cold as as much as he is in like heat? I mean, because like the hells are not just hot. Yeah, um, they are all sorts of extreme everything. Depending on the layers and locations, Ren's extremely pretty, comfortable. Ren's pretty hot. Blood, I mean, that's kind of his thing. So while he's not, you know, basking in the warmth of Avernus per se, he's not freezing here because his own his own oh, internal he temperature more of his own heat. <coughs> I don't know about how the rest of you guys are feeling. Maybe if you stick close to I'd me, be you'll be better off. But pretty badly off if it weren't for Stalo's legendary furs. They're doing their job. 
But, I mean, even this place is cold enough that if left on his own long enough... Uh, you die. It's just too much. Right, it would be, Ren would be in a tough spot. He does not fear this cold, though. Massive doors mark the entrance to the inner chamber of Mephistopheles, which latch open and swing inwards as the ice devil gestures you to step forward as he stays outside. Hugh is keeping eyes peeled for any anything that looks like an ambush, uh, any sort of... I mean, he can rarely detect magical effects just by vague distortions he's able to see. He's keeping an eye out for that, like, anything. He's walking into, like... humble. You're so good at it. lion's death. Yeah, he's walking into, like, a bear trap, essentially. A very large, spiky... To go and have a good conversation with the trigger. (laughs) As we pass through the doors, Ren gives the ice devil a nod. Um, you gonna tip him? Not, I mean, not like a. He doesn't say thank you or anything like that. He's trying to maintain some kind of authority, authority. <laughs> but he doesn't want to overstep himself either. So it's just kind of a curt. He's, he's basically he's like, I'm not really sure chill. if I'm higher ranked than neutral. That's exactly what this is. If he's lower ranked than me, he'll interpret this as a authoritative doing nod. A job minion. But if we are equal or it's higher, he'll just see it as a respectful nod. Respectful. That's nod. exactly what he's doing. It's, that, that is a that is a razor. That is diplomacy razor at sharp its core. Edge. Yeah, Thank you, Ren. Having to now deal you with, understand how difficult it is <laughs> dealing yeah. with devils Daily, all the time. And now you guys can see kind of what I'm having to deal with all the time too, and yeah. why I'm so fucking nervous whenever I have to get summoned to this stuff. Yeah, Ren really is a diplomatic genius. I mean, in the right Ren. Ren uh, when he's motivated to do so, <clears throat> yes. Ren's pretty high ranking in Avernus, but these. This like is not Mike Avernus. Said, these guys are all pretty badass, and even if I'm technically. I don't even know. Maybe if I'm still technically higher ranking than they are in the grand scheme of things, if they got mad, they could still crush me like a bug. Maybe. Ren's not there's sure because they're pretty tough, and there's a lot of them. Here. <laughs> like a bug. Yeah. So they he's like he's still he's never been here. So he's still he's kind of he's got to feel this out. He doesn't know how bold he can be. Yeah, Ren Ren thrives more in like cutthroat diplomatic circumstances. This he's is not great for stuff. like negotiating a peace treaty, but like to fuck over another country, he could maybe manage that pretty well. <laughs> Have you been to Durk really well. lately? <laughs> Haven't you hung with him before? Yeah, welcome and to my crib. he can also crib. fuck up negotiations pretty well, too. Haven't you hung with him before? I have. Okay, so. Is, yeah, we're just, is very present, but Standing very quiet. Standing 12 feet tall, but with a wingspan that makes him appear much bigger. 20 feet, at least, towering over everybody. Is Mephistopheles. He's wearing a. Uh, um, that. That's Mephistopheles. Yep. Mm. Pretty similar. No shirt. Wearing like a mat. What would you call that? I'm trying to figure out what a you call that. It's like not a skirt, but it is a skirt. It's a skirt for a men. Almost like samurai robes, really. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a gi or something. Yeah, like a gi. 
So he's wearing kind of like a gi or something. An evil gi. <laughs> kind of like... Uh, around his waist. Heavily embroidered scarves. Yeah, and, heavily uh, embroidered. It's just layers of, uh, of fabric as he... Uh, expensive fabric. Wields his massive... Um, pitchfork. Pitchfork. He's a devil. Yeah, he's devil's devil. And he says simply... Sup? He says that... It's the noise he makes. As Ren walks in, he... Master Ren, welcome. And the quorum. Have a seat. And then you see juts of ice shoot up <coughs> onto the ground and form into the rough shape of a chair. Multiple... A stalag for our bottoms. A stalag for your bottoms? <laughs> that made me so happy. All right. Ren takes his seat and says... I'm honored that you have summoned me here. I'm glad to see my invitation was not discarded. The business of the Dark Eight must keep you busy indeed. Ren says, it does. Or it does not sit down. Neither does Mephistopheles. Sit down. He says, Ren sits down. It's a chair made of ice. It's surprisingly comfortable. It's not cold. Like Damn. it melts slightly to just be nice and form fitting, and then stops melting. Damn, and we'll sit down. Hasten stays standing. Yeah. Knowing Hasten, you'll know that he'll sit if he's the last, but he will be the last. It's, it's a war of the two of them. I mean, the last among you. <coughs> Maybe among everyone. Everyone on Earth. I must say. After the poor treatment you received at the last council meeting irritated me greatly. Your potential is obviously underappreciated in Bell's service, and that is a waste I can no longer tolerate. And he shakes his finger with massive, like, claws at the end of them. Do you understand my meaning? I think I am following you. He starts pacing back and forth, just speaking aloud to the room. Opportunity favors the bold, Master Wren. Particularly in matters of infernal politics. No doubt you've seen it for yourself among the devils in Avernus. I have. And that is why I have come to you today. I am asking you to be but bold. To take what it is that you deserve. And what would a lord such as you see fit to bestow upon one such as I? He stops yeah. pacing for a moment says, You and your companions are in a delightfully unique position. I speak, of course, of this time-traveling skill of yours. Mephistopheles draws closer to all of you, grinning. There is much one can do with such a power. Something even Asmodeus cannot do. Which brings me to my proposal. The Blood War is going in our favor, so much so that I am assured our success is inevitable. But what is to be done when the war is over? He looks to you for the answer. The devils will rule. We shall have no enemies before us. All will fall to their knees 
when they see our power in crushing... He turns, almost dismissing us, and says, But what of Ren? Surely you did not intend to remain Bell's underling until the end of time. Someone of your caliber could hardly be satisfied with something so beneath him. What do you propose? In fact, almost ignoring him, when I became Lord of the... When I become Lord of the Ninth, I intend to rectify this injustice immediately. I would not entrust the rulership of Cana to just anyone, of course. Not everyone is worthy enough to be Lord of the Eighth. And he looks to Ren, hoping that Ren catches his meaning. Ren does. What's <laughs> happening here, Ren? Does Aurora say that? Muttering, yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not quite blurting it out. Ren doesn't answer. He pretends like he didn't hear her at all. Hoping that she'll Aurora catch his catches meaning. it immediately, but is still very curious. You and your companions are in the unique position of being useful to me. He says while facing away from you, just kind of looking up at the architecture in his room. If what I've heard is to be believed... Imagine if you were able to obtain the second Crimson Stone Rod. Something which exists only in this other world you claim to visit. He turns to look at you. Asmodeus does not yet know the threat you pose. If he did, he would not be having... We would not be having this conversation now. Asmodeus is powerful indeed, but it is the rod that sustains his omnipotence. Only the rod itself has the power to slay him. And as you know, it is never out of his reach. Or at least that rod. It will not be long before he notices the loophole in his security. And when he does, well, you can imagine how he will choose to deal with it. As he looks to all of you. Damon sits forward in his chair. <sighs> looks down the line at Master Ren. Ren nods. <clears throat> Still keeping silent, just listening to Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles loves to hear himself talk. He's pretty <laughs> he cool. really does. I mean, he talks, so Ren's, he just let, Ren's just letting him lay it all out there. As much as he wants to say. And he's clearly, Mephistopheles is clearly happy about this, because he just keeps pacing and, uh... And he had been given strict instructions not to speak unless Very spoken to, which he is <laughs> He'd be more blurting than happy shit out. <laughs> he then steps towards the middle of the room, where his massive throne sits. It's enormous. It's larger than him. That's pretty big. As he sits down upon it. I mean, you could make a Ren-sized house in the base of this throne. And so my offer is this. You will find the Crimson Stone Rod of the other world on your next visit there, and upon your return, we shall initiate a change in leadership. I will take my rightful place as Lord of the Ninth, and you shall rule Cana as Lord of the Eighth. Perhaps more, if it's power you desire. After all, there will be territory squabbles for the next thousand years over the newly claimed infinite layers of the Abyss. As Lord of the Eighth, your claim on such territories will be absolute. None of the other Devil Lords will be able to claim territory above you. Is Run, like, struggling to keep the straight face? Is he, like... Talk to me about that glint in his uh, eye right now. Let me just say that that is a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> uh, the devils sounded pretty good. Yeah, when Mephistopheles makes you a deal that sounds 
too good to be true. Guess what? The devils are <laughs> hey, treacherous little whores, though. So you're not get turned onto his face, though. Are you? Uh, no. So Ran just says, and I assume, I, I assume that I am correct in thinking that you would want the rod. He says, would you expect to wield it against him yourself? He says, I admire your power, but going up against Asmodeus, that would be foolish even with the rod. It is only I that could take him down. As only a powerful lord could. Uh, but keeps weighing his options and he says... He says, I would give you the satisfaction of slaying him yourself. He says, it would be sweet to have it for myself, but I would let you have that if I thought it wouldn't jeopardize the entire plan. He says, if you wish, you can be at my side when I fight him. Uh, Ren says, <clears throat> what is the timetable you have for this? When would you need the rod? How much time do I have to locate the rod for you? You should get it on your next jump over there. Like I said, once Asmodeus realizes the power that you possess, what the implications are of a second world and a second rod, your own survival will be short indeed. Short. Uh, Ren... <clears throat> Ren says, I don't think you quite understand our predicament. We don't know when we jump. Uh, yes, we have this power to jump. However, the time in which we are in the other world is not always in our control. He says, oh, I know this. Is this something... It has recently changed, as I understand it. Huh? What once could be predicted is now random, am I correct? Damn, we kind of like slips a little bit in this <laughs> He kind of like Ren. gives like a save. He's like, Ren yeah, says, I meant to slip. And how do you know of this? If you have information, that could be extremely useful for us in locating the rod. He just smiles a wicked smile and says, so How would you expect me not to know of such things? Of course not, but, my lord, <laughs> if, if we are to locate the rod, as efficiently and effectively as possible, uh, perhaps the sharing Lord. of such knowledge would be most wise. He says, I know nothing more than uh, about this other world than, uh, than I expect you do. You just says, know I am sure you were up to the task of locating it over there. Slay whoever has found it and is struggling to understand its power and bring it back to me. Ren says... Ren stands up and Ren says... Ren takes a deep breath. Yeah, he, as soon as he heard that, like, Mephistopheles knows all the stuff, he has to <coughs> think to himself, God damn, screw me. God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. I mean... Ren stands up then and says, in that case, have we anything else to discuss? I'm afraid I'll have to ask for your decision. Promptly. As to whether I'll get the rod for you? He says, yes. Damon says, yes. It may take the cooperation of a few. Ren says... says, I have brought you all here out of respect. I know this is not a mission that Ren would go without his closest companions. 
the M and says, You of course know that none of us seek to rule the Nine Hells. He says, No, but the power your companion would possess as ruler of the Eighth could accomplish, uh, could accomplish everything you all want. He says, Your people, the Valdai. He says, you want, to, uh, you want them to live in peace. What better way to do so with, uh, with a close friend as leader of the Eighth? Lord Damon of the Eighth. slightly nods, and he says, I would hate to feel that my interests are overlooked. And he nods to Mephistopheles, acknowledging that. He says, of course. I would not have brought you all here had I not thought that this would not be beneficial to all of you. Ren, Ren looks over at Aurora, wondering how it'd be beneficial to her. Aurora's just keeps Ren busy. Aurora's mouth is is clamped shut. Ren looks, and when he looks, and she says that he says, "Your kingdom is at war." He says, "He will lead the entire armies of the eighth layer of hell. Use them." He says, "An army of ice devils will wipe out your enemies in." uh, He says, "In a single fortnight." Aurora just leans back. Ren. Not saying a word. <laughs> Ren. Um, he's lost standing now. He can sit down. She leans back. Ren looks to uh, Mephistopheles and says, You will have your rod. And he stands when he says this. And he says, I knew you would agree. You are a reasonable man. And then he reaches his hand forward as you see flames Uh-oh. burst out of his hands. And he says, the Infernal Pact. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this better be investigator has to take was obviously like, fuck no, I'm <laughs> this rod to him. That's the one that'll kill how, me if I go back on it, right? <laughs> how good is your bluff? Like, Can you bluff really, through a pact? I really fucking um, yeah, can you do that? <laughs> yeah, is it possible to fake out the pact? Ren, Ren knows that there are countermeasures to any sort of magic that exists in the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. Doyle doesn't hate you. Theoretical countermeasures. That <laughs> <laughs> may possibly That <coughs> may possibly I mean, kill people you. as powerful as you have seen. I mean, the most hey, mighty of yeah. binding magic. Anything is as strong as the weakest link, right? Ren's hand bursts into flame. And his hands are tiny, though. He like gra- <laughs> he like grasps the very end of Mephistopheles' like hand. pinky claw, and they're like, make a huge fiery hand, and just erupts into flames as they uh, as they shake hands, and then you see just like <coughs> tiny fireballs just shoot off in every direction, just hitting the wall and ceiling, and all land right on the like little chair next to uh, that Aurora is sitting on, right on the armrest. She's stone still. (laughs) And then he releases. And he says, I look forward to your rule. Ren says, I look forward to serving a worthy master. Ren stands up. 100 proof. (laughs) Ren Ren stands up and motions for the rest of you to stand as well. Where is always standing? And begins... Walking out of the room, uh, do you guys follow him? 
Yeah. Yeah, if you're leaving, we're leaving. It was not, yeah, Hasten is right behind. And as... He can get refreshments out of his And own as fridge. we are walking, suddenly you see... We're walking out, and... Uh, it's just a call. As his... You, as we're walking to the chamber doors, you see them <coughs> fade away with then what appears to be... Comes back into view the doors of the conference room in Thunderstrike. Turns out you didn't actually have to hold hands. It was just... Yeah, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Ren's badass enough. He just thought it was funny. And on the conference table, teleported with you, is a buffet of food. Hellish trees. He's teleported with you from the eighth layer of hell. Aurora says, someone clean this garbage Including up. Including a cast and she, of ale. And she swipes it off the table in disgust. Don't waste the helicases. Ren's like... Dude! She storms out of the room. Don't knock it till you try it! It's already sizzling all over the ground. I mean, you can try to salvage it. Did she break the the cask of ale? broke it. Okay. Bitch. (laughs) Bam! She's she's furious. What the fuck? You have no idea the amount of rage building up inside a person when they have to, like, deal with some evil horrible person and she can't attack him but she wants to and so she attacked a cask of ale so just deal with it <laughs> pretty ben- a pretty benign considering how that could have gone yeah Damon uh, says this sounds like a win situation we need to kill a huge powerful devil and then put you in charge of most of the devils I'm in support of both of these plans I, I let's can't get believe this done believe him do we Ren nods I don't know the divination, though, I mean, do we need that rod for something else, though? What's uh, that particular part say? According to the divination, we, well, in Ren's translation of the part that he feels like relates to... <coughs> Seek thee the power of dominion, for it shall strengthen you. The new master's crimson hand must wield that which can bend flame's power... Only when the king of sin falls, holding the weapon who slew him. New master, Mephistopheles. New master, Ren. Yeah. But regardless, <laughs> it sounds to me like we need the rod. Yeah. Whatever is going to happen, mm. we need that. King of sin falls. It's a good thing you uh, prepared them for the second coming of Ren. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps it'll be lying <laughs> on a dinner plate next to the <laughs> Hot bath when we get there. Wrap this up. No Perhaps we won't want to come back. No, we'll want to come back. Look, I say I detest that place. If the devils, however, this blood war ends up, if the devils end up pointing their way at Toral, they'll have a whole new war on their hands, worse than anything they've ever fought. Mm. We're not going to let that happen. If you get to get a throw out of it, it's fine with me. Agreed. According to Divination, Ren, it sounds like you're right that whatever this has to happen, somehow Asmodeus has to fall. King of Sin falling, that sounds right. Mm. Yeah. Ren is... Better off. Ren is staying fairly tight-lipped because... Because yeah, we're being time. fucking scried all the time? That's probably is why. Is that why? Yeah, uh, fucking bullshit what that is. God well, damn it. we're in the conference <laughs> room. There's only a couple people... That even know that we have gotten the whole um, <coughs> the the timetables messed up. There's only a couple people that know that, and right now Hasten isn't sitting real high on Ren's trust list. Um, that was actually discussed in 
the open on the ship when you guys came out. Yeah, out. yeah, we were. We were out. started with Aurora and Damon in the hallway and just kind of grew. Yeah, Aurora say. just blurts things out all the time. She probably betrayed all of us. Well, yeah. Well. She, just on, not on purpose. When Frida brought that up to you, it wasn't in the uh, comm room. Or wasn't, yeah, it wasn't in the conference room. It was uh, in public spaces. Yeah. He was incredibly... Like, and it happened to be... very knowledgeable inc- about all of it. And it happened to be Hasten that was hiding up in the shadows of the ceiling and dropped down and was like, Oh, hey, guys. By the way, let's do this. So Ren's Ren suspicion not, grows. And he's staying fairly tight-lipped as to what he's thinking right now because he, ex- he explicitly trusts his old-school friends in the quorum... Hasten has been acting a little funny lately. Okay. So, so perhaps... They, how long ago did Hasten join the quorum? I forget. Five years. Five, Five years, years. Yeah. He came up through the ranks as one of the Knights of Thunderstrike. Mm-hmm. He has been in the quorum of Thunderstrike for the majority of Thunderstrike's existence. Yeah. He's one of the OCs. Anyways, Damon says... Uh, Glad we got that letter out of our letter off of our our uh, itinerary of things to do. I didn't enjoy it looming over us. I didn't enjoy it at all. And now it sounds like it's a waiting game for whenever we went go. better than expected. Yeah, at least it sounds like it's a waiting game for when we go back to the, to the dark world. Until that point, we don't have to worry about whatever. I don't know hell how rising up against. I don't us. know how how much I pat myself on the or anyone self on the on the back there. You just had an infernal pact with a guy who's almost definitely going to betray you. Yeah, what, am I, what, is, what am I supposed to do? I, I don't know. I don't know, but Ren- I, I wouldn't necessarily call what just happened a victory by any means. Ren, We're not dead. That's good. Ren, <coughs> That's not, good. Ren trying to stay within character and not be too loose-lipped, says... Or was just blurring everything out. So. Says, <laughs> the offer was put out there on the table, and I accepted it. Certainly did. I will not be questioned for my motives. Really? What are you gonna do about it? Not right now. You gonna you gonna fry me? Huh? While you're throwing out accusations? And she's she's clearly agitated. (laughs) Accusations? What did I accuse you of? Hasten. Hasten. I'm referring to Hasten. He didn't accuse anyone right now. I didn't say shit. That was like ten minutes ago. Yeah, ten minutes ago. Time just flies by, doesn't it? How conveniently we forget Look, these things. Just because you haven't had any sex in, in six months and you your husband's shut really pissed up at you now. doesn't mean Aurora you can take out your sexual frustration on me. No, she's she's Damn throwing jumps a fist. In and he's like, "Look, man, she's throwing a fist. This is happening." Half naked, sucky. What's your AC? By the way. Uh, <laughs> Accent on the suck. Uh, it hasn't been six months. It was six I'm, months. Roll against time, his not reflex. Our time. Roll against his reflex. All right, hold on. Good. Melee basic. That's gonna be. All right. If you miss, I'm gonna make fun of you even harder. <laughs> oh, that's a low roll. Well, that's not that low. Um, that's What's a melee basic. Thirty-four. Do I have my nads? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think you're an ally during the course of that one attack. No. If I had my nads. I would have. I would have gotten missed. No. Then it. Then it hits me. Okay. She does subdual damage, so she doesn't hurt you badly. But she. And my sparks the first Locks you, yeah. And she gets sparked, and and like <sighs> her hair gets singed badly. But she she punched you in the face. Face punch. What are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> Gauntlet face punch. Yeah. 
you definitely react. There's, there's only mean, so much Aurora can take. You've pushed her to the limit, and then you insulted her. Okay, enough, uh, enough of this. Ren, <sighs> she's Ren, done. She's done Ren with takes, one punch. Ren takes the punch, and you know it kind of knocks him back a little bit, and he spits. Oh, not in hell. He spits, uh, spits out blood, and just walks back over to his chair at the conference table and sits down. No apologies, no words, no nothing. Aurora doesn't either. She she allows Hugh to pull her back, then she shakes it off his hand, and she says, I'm done here. And she slams the door, and she's immediately going to her forge. Forging. So angrily. So she broke her last anvil. Yeah, she broke her last anvil because of something like this. So so that's where she's gone. So you get for placing with enhanced weapons. I'll get him next time with my weapon. No, she just punched. No. Uh, Red doesn't lose her cool often. Yeah. At least that way, but... So we'll give her a few minutes to cool off before we continue. Probably a good idea. That line. So, next on the itinerary. Standard rest. Uh, yeah. Definitely that. And then... Finding the other half of the crystal. Uh, Olgarth War... Uh, Raven Queen. Orva's still on the other hat on the thing eventually. That's not really pressing at all, though. And we'll jump when we As go. for the crystal, uh, I imagine that I'll need to get involved because it had relates to. There was this something prophecy, like that. But that doesn't mean that, uh, we, I can't send my people to continue looking for it. Perhaps, maybe, on the off chance. Ren's devils in the other world can go get the rod for him. Maybe I can I can receive some help myself. It's not a bad idea. I mean, have them start scouring the general area. He says I need to see who of the sectari have decided to stay with uh, with my people, and uh, and we will, I will put them to the task as soon as I can. Which task? Uh, to see if they can find anything out about the wind crystal. Gotcha. For that, got some air steppers and such in there. They're not yeah, exactly. too far off from what you can manage. Yeah, exactly. And, they did uh, say it was someone who had your abilities put it there, so... Right. Um, yeah, so if, uh, while Aurora takes a moment of respite and uh, Ren plots his next move, uh, I best set them to the task so we can get as much progress as we can with the limited time we have. And then what will our next move be, Hasten says. Not looking at Red. <laughs> Damon says, uh, "I've already cast my sword with Aurora right now. My uh, my, my needs have have cost her a great deal recently, and I aim to see uh, I aim to see Bahamut off her back as quickly as uh, as you could say, Dragon." I want you guys to know too that Ren in his chair is pretty much sitting just like Eric is right yeah. now. He's just like chilling. Oh, that's nice. Completely, I, I, I thought you were more completely like, laid back, somber <laughs> about things. No, all right, Ren, Ren's mellow. No, bleeding a little bit. Whatever. It's blood. Well, fine. So good. Damn Ren's man. trying to pull the. I didn't. I don't give a fuck. I mean, Wait, I didn't get hit. He does that. Didn't even hurt. Ren He's is. Move. He bluffs <laughs> and intimidates. Let me tell you. I'm just gonna do it. Ren. You gonna take the damage? 45 bluff right now. He's rocking. <laughs> <Bluffing. Yeah. laughs> 
I mean, you can pretty much tell us on anything. He's got his cool face. Doubled my insight, practically. Mm-hmm. Well, practically, no, you over the doubled my insight. <laughs> you tripled my insight, I think. Anyways. I am concerned about the crew members. I mean, more of them keep dying. Again, a war is a long-time thing. Yeah. The Raven Queen keeps taking ours. I know. She and they're taking to take more us. every night. Damon leans forward and he's, uh, towards Hasten. And he says... What? He says, uh... I don't know anything about the Raven Queen. He pulls out Ushehi and lays it on the table and he says... This pretty much sums up my experience with, uh, with the Shadow Car and that people. We've had great adventures, but I really don't know much about her dealings. Uh, Penthir has had her people on it. And they've been turned off the case. And he looks, uh, looks over at, uh, at uh, Hasten and he says, We've had some strange run-ins with, some, with, with her folk and people over the years. He says, What do you think about it all? Brandis, you know, there, was, there was some talk about even Zahar. Rest in peace. You know, back in back when he was uh, he was with us. Where? What's your take, Hasten? The Raven Queen is summoning us in the way that she does. And he spits on the ground when he says it. You speak from experience. He says, "I have no love for the Raven Queen." I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, but she has a particular dislike for the undead. Or am I mistaken in that regard? I'd heard something where uh, she's jealous of those who manage to escape death. My very nature would offend her, yes. As if I have chosen this life. No, nothing against you personally, that's just what I had heard. He says, uh, though, you have said that, like Brandis, you do not hunger for, for death either. He thinks for a moment, and he says, that is also true. And then he just kind of goes silent for a while. Silent and very still. Yeah, as he's just thinking. Like, he's just been kind of confronted with this. And he says, she wants us and Ushehi, and I don't know why. It would be best to confront her directly. I would just as soon have the crew stop falling ill. I mean... She's threatening us. She's saying if we do not come, she'll continue to take our people. The message is clear. Very clear. Damon spits now. And he says... It's a spit-covered floor. I know. Ren spit. Spit shine. And Damon spit. And, uh, and, he, and he says... The gods... Always thrust him, thrusting themselves where they're not wanted. <laughs> claiming so much... So much power and divine right. He says, Sometimes I hunger for the dark world where they are of no consequence at all. He picks up Ushahi, puts it back in its scabbard, and he says, uh, We're back within the hour. And uh, nods to you. He says, I'm going to go arrange things. Sounds good. Nods to Hasten, and he heads up, leaving them. Your thoughts? Dark World or, or uh, Raven Queen or Olgarth? I'm personally inclined to Raven Queen. Well, we have the uh, Osino thing that we can set up, which would give us like a taste of Olgarth, right? 
Uh, yeah, that's true. And then... Although, Aurora is sound like she's fairly pressing there. Perhaps she could at least make an appearance, kind of get things in motion, and then well, disappear again. Well, she's told, you've told us that Hasten like, expects you there pretty soon, right? Clefin. Or Clefin, sorry. Uh, Hasten might. I don't know. So, like, I mean, at least just going there would, like, do one thing. And it's not like the entire nation could really put under house arrest. It's true. Ren says, fantastic options we have here. Go to Olgarth, where I can't do shit. Why can't you do shit in Olgar? Because you they don't like, you don't like each other. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, and <laughs> I'm sure if well, he wanted you to it. fight, no, <coughs> let you have pretty much free reign to kill any of his enemies. Well, yeah, but is he going to let me go walk around in his libraries to do actual useful work? I'm not sure, but I imagine he'll probably okay it. I mean, he's informed of the situation, you know, end of the world at line on the line and everything. You know so, him to be a he's rational. reasonable man. It's either that or go deal with the sleeping. They're not dead, but the sleeping of our crew members. Yeah. And I want my chef back. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is irritating. How many? Is... So. It's... We might as well just go to Olgarth right now and. Well, one thing, started, one thing you know for certain started. is um, Aurora's exhibiting a pattern of behavior that you're familiar with, but not from her, but from Daemon. Oh. Um, <laughs> Daemon does have his patterns. And well, and it, and it's interesting. Well, this is not something that's typical for her, but it's certainly recognizable in that every everyone's got a thing or, or something that will trigger them, and Aurora uh. is having everything suddenly come down on her at once. I mean as indicated by a sudden Ren punch-out, which had something to do with Ren, but also a lot to do with everything else going on. And anyone who knows Aurora as well as you guys do know that it it's, not just, it's not just about Ren. Um, and you're probably not going to see that ebb anytime soon until some of that weight is lifted. Yeah. It's like the increasing tautness. Yeah, and... and you know, usually Aurora's pretty good at that, but everyone's got their thing, and this may just be the thing that she can't keep under control as well. So we may have to go to Olgarth first, I think. Well, it's, you know, Aurora... I think we have to go to Olgarth like we had to go to the Elemental Chaos. Aurora will, will push herself either way, so, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, the Elemental Chaos, like, wasn't... The world wasn't at risk. <laughs> it was just Damon's world. And you, and you need to you need Damon's world... So you got Damon, so you can save the world. I think in <laughs> like true. fashion, like if something happens with Aurora or her destiny <coughs> compromises her, like she's tied into these larger things. Yeah. So. I think I think that's the issue, is that if we don't go to Olgarth, Aurora will not be able to function as well. Not as if well. We go she'll, somewhere else. she'll certainly still function, but so, you just I think may it's have in our a best time. benefit to probably go there first. <laughs> and we'll probably lose some more crew members. Yeah. Uh, so there certainly can... is, a, is, a, is a price you're facing there. Oh, with a, definitely. <laughs> with the, well, either way, really. Either yeah. way. I mean, Aurora is not the type to demand that you that you go her way because she's so used to like taking one for the team that she she will continue to take on added pressure until she like almost literally explodes. I mean, it's it's a matter of time, really. But if you all say no, we definitely have to go to Litherna. She'll probably, 
She'll probably acquiesce. We might be able to take a but, hard uh, <laughs> rest in Olgarth, granting her even a little bit more time, which is what I mean, kind of necessary time. Yeah. Because we need to, we need to take that sometime somewhere. Well, we just have to sleep for the night, right? We've hit two milestones? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So if we go in the morning, we do that. Is right. there willing to go in the morning? Um, or do we need to go now? We could go now. Is she willing to go to Lutherna in the morning? No. Oh, no, no, wait. Were you talking Olgarth. about Olgarth? Oh, yeah, certainly. You go to Olgarth she's, now? She's, I mean, as opposed to now. As opposed no, she's not banging down the door saying, guys, we gotta go now. We just gotta go next. That's not what she's doing. Yeah. Right now, Ren the only banging up. she's doing is the uh, anvil and her hammer. Yeah, Ren Damon also is on his errand, but you and Hugh and Hayes are still there, yeah. Ren stands up and says, and it sounds like our decision has been made, and he just walks out of the conference room, and as he's walking out, he says, I have, falls him. I have matters I must attend to, and leaves, and goes, starts heading to his Chamber. chambers. Hayson falls right behind him. And when Noticeably? Ren gets that's a big down the hallway, or, and he bit, just immediately says, when you... When you enter the hallway, he says, So, how are we going to break that infernal pact? Ren says, What makes you think I'm going to break it? He says, I've known you long enough to know that you're going to keep that rod. Yeah, I mean... And then he just smiles and walks away. (laughs) And Ren kind of, as Hasten walks back the other way, Ren kind of puts a smirk on his face, and keeps going to his chambers. I mean, Ren has a little problem with power. A problem? Like like an alcoholic has a problem with gin? Yeah. He would call it a solution. <laughs> so, are we... Yeah, so so, are, are, are we sleeping so, then? A night passes. Late at night. Not like... Not... Like, in the middle of the night, but late in the evening. It's a late hour. Each of you, I mean, like, all of the crew that's not, you know, needed for active duty, yeah. they're all sleeping at this point. It's late enough. Sleeping and sleeping in their precious sleep. little comas. I know. The four of you, including Brandis, not Hasten though, not Stoila, not Frida, just the, One, two, the members of Zergath. Ah, Zaragath. That's a good way to distinguish. Uh, Those who took down the Temple of Elemental Eagle 12 years ago. You suddenly are awakened in each of your chambers, or wherever you happen to be, by a shimmer that passes through the wall. It is actually an unseen servant of Ren's. Hmm. And it bears a message. It can't talk. It has a message for you. Pretend like that piece of paper can get through the wall, too. Um, I'm blinded. Summoning you all to... Um, Ren's... Let's go. Private chambers. It better not be strenuous, or we won't get the benefits of this extended <laughs> Yeah. It also says, make it quick, make it quiet, don't get followed. <sighs> Aurora is so how, tired in how of much shit. of a mood how much of a mood is, is Aurora in to do this? Not at all. She was about to fall asleep. <sighs> Daemon hadn't slept and was actually still 
uh, awake spending time with the uh, the reunited Cold Moon clan. As funny as it sounds, he is relearning the history of his own people, their songs, their traditions. Like basically, he's getting all the culture he missed out on since they all left when he was four years old. They have songs he's learning. Of course they do. So folk tales. He is kind of uh, a bunch of really really dirty songs too for some reason. I mean, Weirdly. It was a long time in jail. <laughs> but anyway, it's not about privacy. There's, it's one big room. Yeah, anyway. they've been there for a long time. They're kind of. Hugh, this is special. <laughs> this is a special, heartwarming <laughs> moment. Don't ruin it. What's Hugh? Who's Hugh with? No, uh, but He's yeah. in his room, in bed, sleeping. sleeping. Who's Hugh with? Is my no, no, no. People don't come to Hugh's room. You've <laughs> established that fact. That's <laughs> right. That. I remember. Hugh doesn't. He Hugh, calls it the man pad. Hugh, Hugh doesn't well. shit where he sleeps. No girls. Or what is that? Eat where he shits. Just shit where he eats. Something about eating and shitting. And shitting and <laughs> don't shit where you eat. Yeah. That. No. Yeah. So damn. And knowing Hugh's weird fetishes, that actually holds. Oh God. True. No. No. <laughs> Alright, just go back to Eric. I yeah. like. I like Eric. Like damn. Like I said, Damon is reacquainting himself, or for the first time, acquainting himself with what it really means to be one of the Valdai, and at the same time, he is quickly instilling a, a sense of kind of uh, reverence and awe of the many great deeds that Thunderstrike has done, and sharing some of his own tale with them, but. It is interrupted as Damon catches out of the corner of his eye a glimmer. He sees the unseen servant, but not as he just sees. You know, every component of every magical spell draws on certain elemental ties, and it's kind of a mix of all these powers that yields different arcane effects. And Damon just sees like the few strands of kind of elemental air that are woven into the weave of this unseen servant. And so he kind of sees this kind of odd, kind of like skeleton, like half half kind of woven creature, so he, he just sees that out of the corner of his eye and quickly excuses himself to go get the message. <laughs> and it is not a long time before Damon darkens the door of Ren's chamber. Ooh. Yeah, he gets there with... Aurora shows up looking every bit as pissed as she ever did. And Only gonna, now it's more of a you disturbed my sleep sort of pissed. And we're going to assume okay. that... On top of everything else. Brandis is there as well. Yeah, Ren, he shows up, makes some comments about his wife. Use your imagination. Ren, Ren has there you go. plush chairs and couches that he has arranged around the Jones. roaring fire that is going in the giant fireplace that he has in his chambers. Uh, he also has. Does Ren mugs. have a taste for the Gothic architecture that devils are known for? No, Ren. Uh, Ren likes very solid, uh, dark colored wood, like a lot of mahogany. Yeah, hardwoods. Hardwoods. Dark. Yeah, not into like the wrought iron and all that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and there is a there is a mug, hot spiced wine for everyone as well when they come in, and you guys all it's arrive. It's gone in an instant. You guys all arrive in fairly. Quick yeah. six, six, succession. Succession. And he bids you all to sit down. At which point he says, Friends, I have called you here to apologize for 
um, my actions, my words, or lack thereof in our uh, meeting today with Mephistopheles, with um, our our exchanges back in the conference room, and he looks at Aurora, and he says, but I had my reasons for doing so. He says, obviously, I think it is apparent to everyone we have some kind of an informant or scrying or something going on with within our ship. Within our ship. Somehow, Mephistopheles knows what's going on. And there's no one on this ship that I trust more implicitly than the four of you. We never did satisfactorily explain who sabotaged the engine. No. <laughs> Damon throws up his hand and he says, all of these high powers dipping into our affairs puts me in a mood. Ren says, Ren says, All of us. Mephistopheles put forward <coughs> an interesting plan. Acquiring a second Crimson Rod, if we could even bring it back here, would be a massive boon for our cause. Not giving it to Mephistopheles. I mean, we cannot give it to Mephistopheles. No. The, the, the devils are such lying, backstabbing bastards that, for all I know, he would just turn around and kill all of us as soon as we handed it to him. Which is likely. probably what he would do. Highly likely. Um, however, I was not keen on discussing these issues amongst... I hate to say it, but Hasten's been acting kind of weird lately, wanting to go kill Basim as when we were warned that he was He's always been a bit formidable that way, and want, he's always quiet and takes people out in the shadows. I haven't seen him for a long time just come out and say like, fuck this guy. Let's take him. And he was so blunt about, you know, what are we going to do if he attacks? You guys kind of jumped on his side, but I read it as how are we going to take out Mephistopheles? Are we going to fight him? And when he's Forgive me to do- for saying so, Ren. But I think this may be partially the blood war affecting you. You're, you've been a bit on edge yourself. It could very well be. However, now that we know that we have an informant somewhere in here, like I said, I trust no one on this ship but you guys. Says, I mean, uh, I trust them, but no one as much as I trust you guys, and I prefer to not um, put all of our cards out there for anyone but you guys. We we yeah. can't cut Hasten out of this. It's we don't just have not, to cut. It's not right. We don't have to cut Hasten out of everything, but I, like I said, I prefer to not uh, show all my cards uh, when I do not implicitly trust him right now. Perhaps that is well, ill-founded, but that's just how I feel. That, but he says, I'm not going to make you love the guy and talk to who you want to or not talk to who you don't. He says, uh, just know that just like we had him come along today because we've only come through this wild time we've had by having each other's backs. Uh, I'd hate to miss out on that and uh, you know, weaken the chain here. If it comes to if it comes to blows, he's uh, 
he's as important part as any of us. And that's often what pulls us through the crazy Basim calls too. But he says, and then he says, but sit on it. You don't, you're not feeling it? Fine. Right. I've not talked to you guys for months <laughs> and vice versa. Get under each other's skins. Let's hope it's just that. Ren says, and I as well. Hasten is a friend. However, uh, I have to be realistic and keep this, back. keep these things guarded. Um, he says, I was never satisfied with the engine room saboteur. I remember at the time I suggested that we use a ritual to essentially determine and ask each of those who had access to the room. Uh, Didn't we do that? No. Was Stoyla not confident that it was... Um, I certain, Well, I certainly went through all the crew with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah, I think I thought we determined that there was only access by a few people, like the stewards, I thought. And we talked about like doing some further investigation, but I thought something came up for some reason. That's what I remember. I could be wrong. Was it... This was when uh, when the uh, when Blackwood was joining. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, because Stoyla immediately blamed Blackwood. Yeah, how's he doing? By and the she way? like I think she figured out what the problem was like later on, but she was busy like fixing it, and we had yeah later on she, said she it thought was, it was Blackwood, uh, but it was a very subtle and very delicate. Purposeful. But later, she had uh, she was fairly confident that it was caused by the uh, the same sort of spirits that attacked uh, from the Raven Queen. Oh, was that established? I'd never heard that. Okay, it was her theory. Her theory. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was because it was easy to fix after the attack was thwarted. Okay, after they, re- after they like retreated. Good so Ren says I mean, it's not. It, yeah, it, it seemed it, the, the question did seem open in my mind too, but. Obviously, Stoyla's theories are going to hold more weight than anything else. Mm. So Ren says... So that's... I just wanted to get that off my chest. I apologize, and he looks at Aurora and says, for my behavior, but I had a lot on my mind, and I couldn't discuss it, or I didn't feel comfortable discussing it, at least um, at that time. I don't know what I'm going to do now that I've entered into this infernal pact. We will cross that bridge when we get there, but, um... You like that phrase? <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> Ren's a shoot-from-the-hip kind of guy, and right now, he's not playing sniper. Well, I would... I would hope get around it before you are confronted with Mephistopheles and the Rod. Just saying. Uh, I'm <laughs> assuming you would, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there just sounds... I yeah, mean, I'm says, sure you yeah, have plans. Yeah, says, You're says more than confident you, and capable. Uh, just the wording. Ren says, yeah, to, says it to you. He says, uh, <coughs> he says, think about it like this. If you keep your eyes open, a solution often presents itself. Ren says to Hugh, what would you have done in my position? I'm not saying you shouldn't have made the pact. I'm just saying, the way you sounded like, and we'll somehow deal with it in the moment when I'm handing him the rod and then I'm going to hit him with it or something. I don't know. I don't That's know what... I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. Fill up my wine glass. Let's hear more of this talk. At this, at this point, that's about as good an idea as I have. I have to think about it. Uh, we don't even have the rod yet, so I don't have to worry about it quite yet, but... Well, I would say contact Osano. He's proven quite resourceful when it comes to uh, collecting research on incredibly strange and 
Factoids? Yeah, factoids. So he might be able to pull up something on how to break an infernal pact. Maybe. I don't know. And Just... we are breaking that pact. Aurora Aurora is, is at the fireplace. She's, she's kind of been watching the fireplace more than more than everyone else. She's just kind of in a weird broody sort of mood. And and you know the the wine has, has disappeared a while ago. She came in the room down that thing. Yeah, and fills up the glasses of everyone who's It is extremely uh, delicious. You had one, but that's it. Yeah, she she appreciates that. Uh, but mostly she's just kind of nursing it now. And she she turns to Rem and gives him one of those kind of like long appraising looks as if she's she's been thinking things through and she's formulating which what it is she she wants to say, but for for a while there's there's nothing to be said. But finally she Um, She almost smiles. It's kind of a melancholy smile slash grimace. It's it's everything that she's been feeling, kind of just in this twisted sort of, ah, this is is where we are. And And she says, I... I'm sorry that I hate you. We've all been under a great deal of stress, and that was not the appropriate way to deal with my anger. I really don't know what came over me. But if you're willing to put it behind you, then so am I. Ren kind of smiles and laughs and says, Wait, you hit me? Uh, she does. I thought that she, was... She puts her fist on his shoulder and just nudges that him. That wasn't a horsefly? And she says... I was about to yell at Storla for letting the bug detectors zappers... Fall into disrepair. Fall into, Fall into disrepair. disrepair. She says, speaking of bug zappers, you need to get those shoes fixed. I barely felt a thing. Uh, so with that, Ren kind of smiles and nods, and he says, well then, the hour is late, and I'm sure we're... And in the middle of that sentence, Ren disappears before your very eyes. Motherfucker. Wait. <laughs> so what? Damon thinks he just left and turns to Brandis and says, speaking of great switcheroos that have happened in the past, you know, going off of <coughs> just like handing him the rod and punching him, and gets involved in one of Brandis's retellings. A familiar landscape of red dust. <laughs> Ren never seems to pop with the rest of us. It's such a problem. A familiar landscape of red dust and endless wastes greets you as you appear once more in the broken world of the wandering sun. You stand at the foot of a great black mountain range choked with massive thorn-covered vines <coughs> thick as tree trunks. <coughs> standing before you, directly before you, is a tall, scholarly-looking man of about 50 with black and gray-streaked hair. As Ren, as you look at the man, this is actually a man. Yeah. Human. Okay. Is it a black? It only takes a moment for you to recognize him yeah, as, nice. albeit much older, undoubtedly, before you, is Victor Blackwood. And he is looking at you with a wicked grin on his face. And he says, It worked. 
and we'll continue next week. <laughs> what? <gasps>